0: What's up, everybody? Yes, this is indeed the high leg kickingest, Van Dammiest, sweaty Belgian waffliest episode <laughs> of The Handsome Boys yet. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, Chris. How are you doing this week, man?
1: Oh, I'm doing great, man. I'm am so, so excited. I feel like I could do the splits on my kitchen countertop.
0: <laughs> awesome, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, uh, I'm super excited to talk about this movie. One of my one of my favorites from Boyhood. Uh, but before we do that, let's uh, let's let's talk about uh, what we what we got up to this week. You watched Wandavision finally. I did watch Wandavision and finally. Just, despite it being part of the uh, quote unquote MCU, you enjoyed yourself. Correct. That's good. What did you like about it?
1: Uh yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like I, I really feel like it's uh I don't know, I feel like a good like sci fi, you know yeah. story, right? It's like, the, the miss- way it unfolds for the first at least the first half of the season is like just yeah, solid sci- I love all the shit with them the guys on the outside of the bubble like trying to figure out what the fuck it is
0: and what's going on in there was the and, guy's name? Randall Park yeah man uh, he's he was, so that character's so funny the, the, the three of them right him uh, Kat Dennings Darcy or whatever her name is and um, Rambo I can't remember the character's oh, Ram- first name Rambo yeah. yeah but they're so she's a little girl in Captain Marvel
1: yeah, she's yeah. she's a little girl.
0: Yeah, so but they're the three of them are great. Their dynamic is great, and I think that they're trying to work on a way to get the three of them together in a project again because they're really good. Yeah, Kat Dennings is amazing. Yeah, she's great because and because it's awesome because I mean she's playing the same character she did in the Thor, the first two Thor movies where she had nothing to do.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, okay. She had nothing to do in those movies except for the odd like. Two Bro Girls esque quip. Yeah, she's, so it's. I
1: love the shit. Like she's so she's the awkward one in this like world of all these like uptight professional military guys. But she's also
0: the most aware, right? Which yeah. is the best.
1: Like she's like this one scene where she's like pulling up a computer to like put on the desk. She's like don't worry, I got it. And, like nobody's helping her.
0: It's pretty good. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, you like love the way it finished though. Mm. No, I did like it. It's just my I'd say my only knock on it, if it is a knock, is like I thought the the first three quarters of it were so good the way it all kind of unraveled yeah. that when it finally gets to its climax like say the last two episodes you're kind of just in like a decent Marvel movie at that point it's you know, true like the
0: sci-fi is over yeah it's true especially once the mystery of Pietro because that was such a that was such a deep fake for a second you're like yeah. what yeah uh, you know seeing Evan Peters playing that character outside of the X-Men universe was so cool so cool it was such a That's such a treat to the audience to do something like that. Because he
1: plays Quicksilver in the X-Men. That's what I just said. Is that right? right. I'm asking you.
0: Yes, but I did just say that.
1: Oh, you said in a outside
0: of the... X-Men universe. I
1: wasn't listening. Yeah, you were I
0: was looking at my phone. He wasn't. I don't know, which makes it kind of more disturbing.
1: Yeah, I was just staring at Nathan's <laughs> DVD case.
0: But What's going I'm, on over there? I'm glad you liked it. I uh, wish I could say, wish you could say the same about Winter Soldier, but... Uh, I'm going to keep watching it, but so far I'm a little underwhelmed. But Did you like seeing GSP, though? I'm not a though?
1: huge MCU guy. Anyway, I know you're not, so yeah. I do like... I've seen them all, of course, at least once, but like well, we all have.
0: I'm contractually obligated as a citizen of the Western world. They are movies that have action in them, so... So, I mean, I'm gonna watch them eventually. That too, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a bit of a bigger fan than you are. I'm not like I think the problem with Captain America and, or Captain Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, is that it follows one division, which was so cool and, and unique. And this is way. This is the one. This is one they should have just released all six episodes at once I agree It doesn't. it's not something that flows week to week whereas the WandaVision at least like you said the first half it was all so packaged into one episode having a cliffhanger and everything and it oh, was yeah. really interesting to wait
1: no you're 100% right I watched WandaVision all in one day on a Saturday and I'm, then when it, when it was over I was like still jonesing so I threw on Falcon and the Winter Soldier and I was like uh, oh like, now you're just
0: chasing that Wanda dragon yeah
1: if I was more hurting for Marvel content
0: maybe I'd like it more <laughs> Well, there's just so much out there right now anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't really watch anything. Um, you said you were playing something, though? Yeah, so I was playing Rage 2, and I've been playing it for a while, and I kind of, like, because it has a gameplay loop that I enjoy, like going to bases, clearing them, upgrading your characters. But it just, the way the world is just so big and small at the same time, I know that sounds weird, but, like, it, it felt like it took me forever to drive like, there weren't enough fast travel points. It took me forever, forever to drive to the different checkpoints I wanted to go to. So the loop got really stale really quick. Right. And I just completely lost interest. Like, I was playing it, and I'm like, man, I'm not having fun with this anymore. I put 15 hours into this game, and I'm just... Kind of, a, I feel like it was kind of a waste of time, which is kind of a bummer. It's kind of
1: a trap sometimes with like a lot of modern games. It yeah. takes so long to beat, and sometimes you gotta play for a while before you figure out like, I'm just gonna get bored I
0: just this. It forces you, it's one of those games that knows it's shallow and it has a really short story, so they came up with this system that forces you to grind. And I don't like it when games do that. I want to. I want to do it if I want and not if I don't want to. No,
1: you want Doom or Titanfall
0: where it's just. Well, no. I a want. I want Assassin's Creed where if I want to just do the story missions, I can just go straight to the do, straight to the story and it's challenging but it's doable. I don't have to go off and do all these other things. Not like, you know, this game where it's like, well, no, because you know, we know how shallow the storyline is and how short it is. We're gonna artificially manufacture busy work for you to do. Yeah,
1: that's the worst. So when it's padded out with like so pointless, stuff. I don't, don't want to get too deep
0: into it. What they do is there's three different people in the game that give you all your story missions, right? And to get... To unlock the missions, you have to achieve a certain level with each guy and different points in the world will give you experience points to each guy. So it's like you gotta drive from one side of the map to the other and it's just, man, so fuck that game. So I... Deleted that shit. It only cost me $5 when I got it new because it was such a huge fucking bomb anyway. I guess now we know why. And I booted up uh, the Resident Evil 3 Nemesis HD remake. Now we're talking. Oh, boy. So I played the second one for a while, but I got to be honest, it was too scary. (laughs) I was getting too freaked out. It was too intense. Like, I was just... I was like eight hours into that game and I was just rattled and yeah. I'm like this is just too anxiety inducing this, for this me you're
1: scary man yeah but Resident, whereas, Evil, Resident Evil 7 I turned off for a while because
0: it scared me that like, one scared me so too else. but I used to walk through for that one so it kind of uh,
1: yeah.
0: uh, this one though like you know Jill's so overpowered that like you know you start out with a fucking machine gun just like you do in the, in the, in the PlayStation game right like it's way more action oriented like yeah there's still the same Resident Evil shit you still have to manage your resources a bit and save it fucking typewriters in 2021 for some reason. But um, it's way more action-packed and I never felt quite as like hope helpless. So far I haven't felt as like helpless and like riddled with crippling anxiety as I did like, the <laughs> second one. So I'm really enjoying it. I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna see this one through. Apparently it's only like five hours long, so
1: yeah, it's funny to think about because those games felt long when we were kids, but they're probably not
0: uh of, like comparison. I think if you know which regard I think If you know what to do in any of the original ones, you could probably clear them out in an afternoon. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But
0: if you don't know what to do and you have to run around looking for keys and trying to fucking figure out which switch and what painting goes where... Desperately finding some ammo. Yeah, it's going to take a lot longer. Uh what about you?
1: Um I started playing a game. Uh it's been out for a long time. I think it started on the Switch. Yeah. Um, but uh it just came out on Game Pass on all platforms. Octodad, now. right? Octo <laughs> that, that was a great game. I've I never loved, played it. I loved Octodad. <laughs> you play a octopus who's disguising himself as a dad and nobody buys it. <laughs> yeah, nobody you supposed to Except be. for like one guy's like, Can't everybody tell us is an octopus?
0: Oh, like Chicken Boo? Yeah. Nice. But no, what was it? Oh,
1: it's called Octopath Traveler. So I was close. Yeah. Uh, Weird name for a game. Still real weird. Uh, But it is a beautiful, charming, like, homage to Super (laughs) Nintendo RPGs like Final Fantasy
0: 6. But it's, like, easier, right? Yeah. Like, in terms of the overworld, like, you're not going to be, like lost so, so far movie? there is no
1: overworld maybe uh, you get one eventually i don't know okay but it's a lot of just like traveling or down trails and stuff but you know random battle encounters turn-based rpg the mechanics of the turn-based rpgs are like a good throwback to the classic final fantasy but enough little twists in there to make it interesting without being too complicated that it's gets boring but uh Visually, it's extremely beautiful. Yeah, it's got a
0: real cool art style. It's
1: all rendered in 3D but made to look like 2D um, Super Nintendo type sprites. And uh, everything kind of shimmers. It does a, what do you call that? Uh, Bloom? No. um, Fuck. I'm usually good at this. Where I like forced perspective, not forced perspective. (laughs) the other one where like it makes everything look miniature and like the background super oh like
0: uh, tilt shift or whatever yes yeah yeah, yeah it's all tilt shifted that's yeah. really cool I like that uh, and the music is great
1: and the characters talk when they're in like cut scenes and stuff too so you actually have like voice audio dialogue
0: is it snappy but, Uh, no not so far it's pretty dry no I mean the uh the combat oh like what like what do you mean by snappy? well I just mean like is it kind of is it snappy like Final Fantasy X or is it kind of floaty like Final Fantasy VII
1: I'd, honestly it's more like six like it's you got two sprites and like their motions There's maybe I have like three phrases Is it turn
0: based or active time? Turn based Oh okay so it's more like ten then
1: I guess so yeah Yeah, yeah. But Okay like the, cool They don't like you just see a guy make a motion of a swing and then the damage put, and the other guy rattles yeah. around or whatever there's more to it than that there's some effects that come in of when course. you're fighting sometimes but Alright sweet well I've that, downloaded it so I'm looking if, forward to if it If you like uh, a turn based RPG like a 2D turn
0: based RPG it's one of the best I haven't played, so I gotta be honest with you. I have not played a JRPG that wasn't three D. No, wasn't one that I've already played before mm. in like ten years, man. Not since those, uh, not since the um, Final Fantasy guy. Uh, Sakaguchi made those games for Xbox 360. Oh, like remember? Lost Odyssey. Yeah, Blue Dragon and whatnot. Yeah, and like and and when uh, and then he did, he made a few for the Wii. Remember, he made Last Story in that Xeno Saga or Xeno, uh Xenoblade or whatever, right? Yeah, Xenoblade. So I bought Xenoblade and I booted it up and went through a terrible breakup like three days later and couldn't uh, <laughs> couldn't get into it. And then I ended up actually selling that game because I needed the money. So. <laughs> Kind of sad what story about that one. Too. No, no, no. Uh, but, yeah, so I haven't actually played, like, I haven't picked up a, a new JRPG. Like, I haven't played any of those Persona games or um, Dragon Quest games or anything like that. Right. The last new... The last, like, actual new JRPG I probably played was, like, Lost Odyssey, man. Yeah. Like, all the way through. This one is
1: is a major throwback. Like, it is not complicated. No. It's pretty one-dimensional. It has some really cool shit going on, but I do highly recommend it. You know the whole thing of it where there's, like, 10 characters or 12 characters in the world, but, like...
0: Wouldn't there be the, eight characters since it's Octopath? Maybe it is eight. Yeah.
1: Um, but depending on the path Jesus you take, Christ, you might man. not even run into, like, half of them. And you can start the game from any one character's perspective. So you have to like spend a couple hours mm. going
0: through their journey in the world. I do like that. So yeah. it's kind of like, kind of like Wild Arms. Did you ever play that one? No. Really? No, oh, yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was the kind of like they 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 sl- they released it like I think just a, about six months or so before Final Fantasy VII, and it's all the fighting is three D, kind of like Final Fantasy VII was, but the overworld and all the other stuff is like overhead sprite based two D. Oh, okay. But it's pretty neat and yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Well another 10 out of 10 intro talking about video games i
0: think this was a good intro i think we were
1: we didn't get deep into deep inside we didn't get baseball. too
0: we didn't get too deep we uh we're not drunk already yeah so this is uh, i think things are looking up for this episode i feel the same way on that note let's go get drunk
1: yeah baby Go fuck yourselves go fuck yourselves is this tec thing
0: dangerous i don't bake cookies for a living all right, we are back, and Chris, what do we have to talk about this week? Oh, Nathan, Jean-Claude
1: Van Damme, do we have a fun movie this week. <laughs>
0: that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Uh, we watched Time Cop.
0: And it's not just a clever name.
1: Is it possibly the coolest name for a movie ever?
0: It, it might be, because, I mean, this movie is literally about a time cop. Wait, what?
1: what as a young boy... All you had to do is tell me there's a movie called Time Cop.
0: Well, you know what the teaser trailer was when we were kids? Do you remember all it was? Was no. that with that truck scene where you see the truck coming down the highway oh, and he ducks it and he pops out and he ducks down and the truck fucking rolls over and I remember being like, "What the fuck?" And it just says time cop 94 <laughs> tell, underneath tell me more <laughs> and like you know 10 year old nathan didn't know what it was yet but it was an erection
1: <laughs> <laughs> so before we get into it, i just want to get this out of the way this is a time travel movie standard time travel movie uh rules apply do not look uh too closely at uh, logic or um no you know
0: um paradoxes don't uh, yeah don't you're only you're only hurting yourself (sighs) do not do that okay so talk a little bit about our movie time cop it came out in uh 1994 uh it was directed by peter hyams who has directed a lot of other action films but he's also directed a bunch of sci-fi classics like 2010 um the sequel to 2001 space odyssey he directed outland starring sean connery which is a movie we gotta do for the pod we definitely gotta do that one i think down the road a bit yeah uh uh, Capricorn One about the fake Mars landing. Okay. Also sudden death with Jean Claude Van Damme. He did. Did he do just two Van Damme movies? Just two Van Damme, but they're back to the, the back. The two best ones, probably. Two of the two of the best ones okay. for sure. Yeah. He,
1: he also did a movie called Running Scared with Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal.
0: Not to be confused with the uh, uh, what's his name Paul Walker uh, Running Scared. I have not heard of that. Oh, okay. Well. That's too bad. This is,
1: this is the <laughs> only one that lives in my heart. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, its budget was um, a fairly modest for an action movie of the day, $27 million, but its gross was $101.6 million, so uh-huh. good job, Van Damme. Good job, Van Damme. N- uh, this movie, uh, something I didn't know, we're not going to save it for uh, what we learned, but um, it was uh, actually based on a Dark Horse comic of the same name, a three-issue comic. Uh, written by Mike Richardson and Mark Verheiden Verheiden actually wrote the screenplay to the movie as well and one of the producers was motherfucking Sam Raimi right so this movie has some good uh, good brains behind it real quick other movies that came out in 1994 include The Lion King Forrest Gump True Lies The Mask Speed Dumb and Dumber Interview with the Vampire another handsome boy's classic and Clear and Present Danger so big year for movies Nathan you've got the list up there I noticed you didn't mention the Flintstones movie because it's not anything that well first of all that movie's terrible I don't know how that movie uh-huh. made that much fucking money like that disgusting. wow me. yeah that's way up the list uh, okay just for just no, no, to, number six for full disclosure here the Flintstones starring John Goodman and I believe Rick Moranis yeah uh, worldwide gross was 341 million dollars that, that disgusting. you
1: me. saw it I saw it. That movie was huge when it came out. It was. It had, everything. It had like a
0: McDonald's tie-in. Oh, and fucking like, merchandise. Well, let's be Do people fucking love the Flintstones? Man? Yeah, I like the Flintstones. Yeah, but I don't like that movie. That movie nah. sucked. suck that movie was shit. Anyway, uh, that grosses me out. But I'm happy with Interview with the Vampire. That's fucking sweet.
1: I, I'm actually really surprised to know that movie was in the top ten that year.
0: I mean, two of the biggest man stars in, in I guess history, right? Good. Yeah. You know, and then three if you count Studley Christian Slater. Which, four, I, which I do. Four if you count, you know, the man from Malaga, Antonio Banderas.
1: Oh, I also count him, too. Yeah. Was, so. he, that, was he there their level of huge at that point yet? So that was
0: just before we we talked about this in the episode that was just before Desperado but right after uh, Philadelphia so he was known I think Desperado was the one that that was the one that made him a household name but he was known as a he was more of an international star at that point because he was in all those uh, Almodovar movies, right? Like Woman on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown and stuff yeah. like that, which so is we, actually really good.
1: We did an episode on Interview with Vampire, and if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to that one, it's one of our best. If so, if
0: you like yeah. that movie, throw that episode on. It's a really good episode, You, you yeah. Motherfucker. Anyway, let's uh, let's let's jump in to well, fucking wait, time. Sorry, I, I want to do the new thing we're doing. What's your history with this film? Oh, right, of course. Uh, well, obviously, uh, super hyped for it when I was a kid. Um, it was probably a, it was a little bit too young to, get, to talk my mom into taking me to the theater to see it. She was my mom was embarrassed about the idea of taking like her, and she had no problem with me watching these films, but she was embarrassed to be seen taking her. She didn't want other people to see her take her, her young movie. her young boy this movie. So it was just about a year or so before I was being taken to R rated films. And
1: this is before she figured out that she could put like you and your brother
0: in a trench coat together, and- <laughs> or just send us in a trench coat. Together and be like, ah, oh, hello. We are two. We we're in a, a two. I mean, one adult person uh, looking to purchase a ticket for this, <laughs> the old Calvin and Hobbes. One seat for an adult, please. <laughs> uh, so I didn't get to see it until VHS, but one of my most rented movies. I, I definitely also owned this movie on VHS. So uh,
1: I have seen it before, but re- in this rewatch, I realized how little I remembered of it and. I think it was one of those ones I probably had on VHS. Maybe watched it at sleepovers It didn't pay full attention or something. I knew the beat, the basic beats, and I love... I've seen every Van Damme movie, I think, at this point. But, yeah, I was... Uh, this is a fun ride. I
0: did not remember
1: nearly as much as I thought I did, and I was pleasantly
0: surprised. And for other Handsome Boy, uh, Hands Boys listeners who might remember our uh, two-part episode with... Or double feature episode with Blade and Double Impact, this movie is much better than Double Impact. Although... It's it, night and day.
1: It does involve... Yet again, an alternate version of himself kissing the woman that he loves. Yeah, but it's him in
0: the past. It's not him imagining his twin brother. No, it's explicitly nice, banging him. It's a
1: better version. And it's a
0: classy. It? Well, no, it's not. We're gonna get in. We're gonna get into that in just a couple this, minutes here. This movie's classy It's hell, super classy. Dog. We should also preface this by saying that this movie was shot entirely in and around. Vancouver British Columbia where the handsome boys are based so we're going to be talking a lot about Vancouver and how that relates to us so (laughs) if you don't know Vancouver and that means nothing to you. Too fucking bad. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Um, we're not internationally famous <laughs>
1: just yet. So, uh, most people listening to this are probably from where we're from. So, we're going to gush about all the Vancouver locations that yeah. we we'll
0: see. So, you anyway. Get on in on
1: it. Too bad for yeah. you. Eat okay, shit. Eat
0: <laughs> shit, exactly. Uh, so, we're going to jump on in here. Okay. Uh, we start in the past, 1863. In the rainy forests of Gainesville, Georgia? Slash somewhere just in the North Shore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where a, a Confederate... Uh, a cadre of the troops like that uh-huh. is uh, carding what we find out to be gold and there's a, a figure standing in the front of them in the rain a lone gunman a lone gunman uh, played by uh, Canada's own Callum Keith Rennie in one of his very early roles who you would know from hmm? Battlestar Galactica and yeah. Do South. Yes. So, but you don't you d- like Google the motherfucker. You'll be like, oh, that guy, the guy who was in that thing that I saw. Well, th-
1: this might have been one of his first gigs, eh? First
0: gig, probably one of his like, because I think he's just credited as the Stranger in this. Yeah, this so. is this is
1: before like when is X Files? This is about when so, Vancouver's becoming a filming location. So this
0: is well, X Files is also being filmed. Okay. So this is like the high. This is like the beginning of Hollywood North right. at this point, right? Perfect. Uh, so he, uh, he he's in the middle of the road. They, they kindly ask him to step aside, mister. Yeah. And he's like, they don't know what people from the American South sound like, so they all just do Texas accents. Yeah. So they're just like, I think I'll take that gold you got there. Th- they
1: throw a lot of like... You might could whatever. Yeah, there.
0: but uh, basically the Confederates say they they ain't standing aside, and uh, Callum Keith Rennie just busts out these two future Uzis, fucking awesome Uzis, and just mows them down. Yeah, ruthlessly. It's the first time we see our future guns in this movie. We're gonna we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about the future guns. Yeah, because <laughs> they're ridiculous. They're just different enough that you know they're from the future. Exactly, um, and we haven't even gotten into the future yet. So right. Um, so we're actually gonna, we are going to jump into the future though. We're going to jump to. 1994. Well, the future
1: in relation to the scene we just saw, but the past in relation to... Look, you're,
0: you're, you're already breaking my brain, man. I'm oh, sorry. So, cut to 94. I, I broke the Cardinal Rule. Tell, tell us what happens Okay, here.
1: yeah, we cut to Washington, D.C. Vancouver. Uh, 1994. <laughs> uh, Nathan pointed out to me, and it is so true, that... Uh, every outdoor shot is so clearly locations we know from living in vancouver but they just superimpose the capitol building in the background
0: regardless of where the characters are in the film like they could be down by the pier they could be downtown <laughs> yeah. they could be driving down well, i think it's the beltway but it's actually the the uh, what do you call it the viaduct oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> they have the fucking capitol building superimposed in the the, the background. capitol building
1: teleports all over washington dc in this movie <laughs>
0: I love movie geography. Um,
1: so what we have here is an important, a pivotal scene. Um, we are at the Senate Oversight Committee on Covert Operations.
0: I just want to say this is so pivotal that if you don't pay attention in the scene, you're going to be completely lost for the rest of the movie. Right.
1: It's a short scene, and I was like, it's not action part of the movie but we gotta talk about this yeah, in detail do. so we have a fucking touchstone for what's going on so this uh, panel is there to I don't know discuss a proposal from some team or whatever uh the, the there's like five like whatever suits, Senators suits and senators and whatever and this guy comes in um what is his I forgot to write down his characters name. uh oh okay Sp- I'll look it up.
0: I'll look it up really quick here George George Spoda Spoda yeah yeah played by Scott Lawrence who looks a lot like Barack Obama
1: he kind of does yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's there he's, he's great he's real like all business like... I like his
0: character in this movie
1: yeah because these
0: senators are all like Fucking like the country lawyer, like this uh, is a this is a bureaucrat. Yeah. This isn't a politician. This is a this is a bureaucrat. He works for the government. He doesn't work for a party.
1: Yeah, I think one of the one of the senators is like, why don't you cut to the chase? You're going to ask us for some money, and he's like, "Yes, senator, I'm going to ask you for some money, and more to that point, you're going to give me that money, right?" Man, so, no, I think the real
0: star of this movie is George Spoda.
1: He is great. He's not in it a lot. <laughs> no, he's of he disappears scenes. at one point, then he comes back way later. Yeah. Um, basically, what he explains to them is like, we're going to make this like huge. Um, covert ops like branch of you know whatever the justice department the justice department that has to get made and you can't say no to it because he mentioned some guy Dr. Hans
0: Kleindast thank you so much for writing down that ridiculous name
1: yeah who's been secretly working on time travel for like 20 years because of course he, did it. he has he did it man yeah. and, 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 what, and what's really crazy is he actually did it
0: I love it <laughs> crazy thing is it works yeah <laughs> or whatever it's it's one of those two things
1: yeah um, so this is my favorite this movie something Nathan and I both like about this movie is it doesn't waste too much time on the science of time no. travel because you never really should because it
0: doesn't make sense sense but well, like, are we are we following like time rider rules where you can go back and forth, or is back it, you know, future. Is, or is it Terminator rules where it's one way, you know? Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter.
1: So the rule that he lays out is hilarious to me. He says, you can only go back in time. You can't go to the future because it hasn't happened yet.
0: Which I assume he means like their future, because obviously if you're going back to the past, you have to get home. You're going to the future. Yeah. You can
1: only go <laughs> up to where you left from.
0: I yeah, guess. I guess that's that's what he means. But, we all know what he means. Well,
1: the thing that's funny about it, and not to dwell on this too much, is that that rule, you can only go back, not forward, is literally the opposite of like any proposed I'm telling you, man, string, theoretical string
0: theory was not a thing yet.
1: Yeah, so. but it's like the it's the grandfather paradox, right? You, you can't go back in the past because then
0: you can change the past and then you wouldn't have done the thing you did. Not to be confused to with the cousin paradox, which we're still not we still haven't figured out yet. Oh, we don't know I what's just, allowed and you know I just can't wrap my head around it. Anyway. Uh, so
1: right and so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's a paradox for you.
0: Um but yeah, basically, he's like, we're forming a team, and we need the money, and blah, 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 blah. And they actually...
1: He also says, I think we... Not not only that, but we think there's already been a ripple.
0: And they reference uh, a arms deal that was busted where they were trying to purchase the arms with... The terrorists were trying to purchase the arms with the Confederate gold. 1863 Confederate gold. Yeah, that Callum Keith rent. So I actually never... I've seen this movie fucking ten times. I never picked up on I it. I
1: think I wouldn't have caught that if I wasn't, like, taking notes. I was a kid,
0: man, I just, yeah. like, get to the kicking and the nakedness, you know? Yeah.
1: And uh, one more important thing happens in this scene. So, so basically the pitch is they're going to make this agency. The they, TEC. They drop the name, the TEC, the Time Enforcement
0: Commission. <laughs> awesome. Very Which, is, which is great. Uh, oh, and they introduce uh, the head of it, which is Matusak. Oh, yeah. Mat- played... Played by the great character actor Bruce McGill. Bruce like, McGill. Yeah. So like he was in Collateral that you just watched. Like he was in so much shit. Classic eighties, nineties character actor. Also, like. he's still kicking, dude. He looks very similar. Yeah, like he's aged he, well. I think he's one of
1: those guys that looked old. like forty his whole life.
0: Yeah, like, I don't exactly. Think he's that
1: old in this movie. You know? He still
0: looks like he's in his like late forties at this point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but he's great in this movie.
1: Yeah, born to play like a cop or a senator, or something. police chief, police chief for sure. Um, yeah, great performance from him too. Uh, but yeah so we meet him so he's going to be in charge of it and then we meet the senator who is going to I guess oversee them and their funding or whatever and this is young Senator McComb Aaron McComb uh, played by Ron Silver
0: yeah Ron Silver so probably more known today I don't did he pass away oh good question he might have we'll have to look into that Uh, but probably more well known today for by being kind of like a Trump supporting conservative pundit yeah like, Being the character from this movie, pretty much. <laughs> but he was wo- mostly well known at this time for playing real life lawyer uh, Alan Dershowitz, right? Who was like kind of like the white Johnny Cochran, you know, he gets off obviously guilty people. Oh, he gets them off. He gets them off, all right. So yeah, but he's great this. He's in the scenery big time. But he doesn't even we don't even know who he is yet at this point. He's of no consequence.
1: Although him and Matuszak like kind of give each other knowing glances, like you could tell that that was
0: later. I thought yeah. was it later? Yeah, it's later.
1: Uh, So So then we cut to a DC mall, a.k.a. The the city square. So what I love about this is because
0: city square is a pretty small mall. Yeah. It's not very big and it looks tiny but the way that they forced perspective in this movie they made it look like this huge bustling mall. Yeah. They almost made it look like the LA Galleria you know but it's this tiny little mall. Yeah there's
1: like a car in there. Oh
0: dude they did a great job with this. Yeah. And we see the very big. It's
1: unmistakable right? That architecture is the most Vancouver shit right? Big time yeah. Like the aquamarine squared off beams Oh man.
0: It's very Vancouver in the 90s which was trying to be LA in the 90s.
1: <laughs> so then we first we meet uh, Melissa uh, Melissa Walker. She's uh, walking around the mall checking out clocks. Played by because you know, I like time
0: and shit. Played by Ferris Bueller's Day Offs Mia Sara.
1: Oh, is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't look her IMDb. Up. Yeah. So yeah. That so, is where I know her face from.
0: So this before this her two big movies were Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Legend. Legend. Yeah. So. Right. Uh, but yeah, so she's walking around the mall checking out some clocks. Yeah, and, and she. Then sorry. we then we quickly
1: meet. Our hero max walker
0: yeah nothing's better than when van damme has just like the most anglo name although she does comment on his terrible english at one point
1: which i really appreciated that's all i need well to be
0: fair like especially in quebec uh you can be a francophone and have a like non-french last name sure there's a lot of like fucking that's going on in that province so damn,
1: you're damn right but yeah
0: no, but like there, you don't necessarily. If you're a French Canadian, you don't necessarily have to have a French last name to be a francophone. So I think that's no. what I think that's what they're doing in this one. It's
1: just it's just a funny trope of like B action movies for like a good twenty years. But why years
0: later. why reference his poor English and call him Max Walker? That's the strange part. I feel yeah. like that was an after the fact thing. I feel like Hyams was like, no, 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 no. we got to do it. Yeah, you know, is it
1: like a like a producer note like fear of like racist,
0: like a xenophobia kind well, no, of it's because like when they... You can't give him a foreign name? Well, no, because he's a character from a comic book. So obviously in the comic, he's still Max Walker, Maybe right? Maybe that must be what it is. So they don't want to change that. But if it's Van Damme, they have to kind of explain it. Because Van Damme is not like Arnold. He has a pretty good track record. Like Arnold, you have two movies where uh, they basically... Two American movies were there where he's obviously not American. Fucking Commando and The Predator. Otherwise, you know, he's American. Yeah. Right? Uh, whereas Van Damme... most of his movies they go out of his way to explain his french accent either he's from louisiana he's from quebec he's from france never from belgium (laughs) right yeah but they usually go out of their way to explain it and this one they don't they just mention he has a bad english but his name is max walker honestly it's a toss-up whose english is worse too between him and schwarzenegger i think at this time I think Van Damme was a, well, no, at this point, Arnie had surpassed him. I feel like the the Arnold situation creates, like, a false, like... Well, Arnold had to speak, Arnold had to speak English all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Van Damme was done making his movies, he's going back to the French-speaking world, but here was, dude, you don't understand, man. Like, I'm from a French-Canadian family, right? He is a fucking megastar in the French-speaking world. Of course. He is beloved. Like, i fucking love the guy right and you do too but like in the Loved french by me in the french speaking world like, he is still like an a-lister so oh yeah totally
1: oh, i was just gonna say it's like you know because we talk about arnold as a comparison like oh you give him an american name no one cares right but my thing is like that's because it's fucking arnie like yeah he n- you- can do anything you want with this character and everyone's gonna love it because he's so magnetic i think
0: with van Damme, even though he's a huge star but he was never, like... He, I mean, he was a big star, but I think he never... Like, this movie was probably his peak. Like, he never peaked past number three in the hierarchy. It was Arnie and Sly, like, jockeying for number one, which finally Arnie overtook him for, right? Yeah. And then Sly is firmly in number two. And then Van Damme fucking beat down Seagal, Lundgren, and those guys... Right. And established himself as number three, but he never got above that. He was always third best when it came to those guys.
1: Wait, and he never, like... I don't know if they ever really tried to shoot... I mean, maybe by this time, this is his his one push
0: towards trying to be like... There's a couple more... This movie and a couple more after, like uh, Sudden Death, which is great, and and then Nowhere to Run, which is the big dramatic one. There's some great... Of clips of him promoting Sudden Death and going on like Letterman and Leno and shit. I like that movie because it's about game because it takes place during Game 7 of the fucking Stanley Cup Finals, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. And they had real hockey players like Luke Robitaille and shit were in that movie. Yeah. They spoke French together, dude. Yeah. Do you have any idea how cool that was to me when I was a little kid? Yeah, I bet. That was super fucking cool. Anyway. Right.
1: One more thing about have I want to say. I think one of my, my theory with him because he's like a household name to us up there with
0: he's still a household name like Erica knew, this is the straight up the first Van Damme movie she'd ever seen so luckily for her she got a good one uh-huh. uh, and like she knew who he was like yeah. she knows the name he's still a household name
1: but I think that
0: I like how Erica's my I, litmus <laughs> test for if people are household names or not also she's our
1: uh, our contact point for the youth yeah <laughs> um, I was just going to say I know he was big in this time especially right now he's like peaking for sure yeah but i think he was hugest in it all of his years his martial arts movies and everything with like what we were that age like 13 year olds yes. and then 10 years later when we all went to college or whatever then he becomes like synonymous
0: with like the greatest like action movies or whatever you know i think so yeah i agree with that anyway yeah so we're in this shitty mall yeah <laughs> And, uh, and let's—I'm not going to it There's nothing going on in that mall, even at the best of times. Even before COVID, there was nothing going on in that mall. Yeah, it's that's the bad mall. It's the bad. It's yeah. Kingsgate it's not, Kingsgate Mall is ten times better than that mall.
1: Yeah, uh, they're they're in the same conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Max Walker sneaks up behind Melissa, and they're doing some fucking weird kinky roleplay shit here. But
0: I—I uh, I wrote on my notes: a beautiful woman is perved on by a sweaty Belgian man. <laughs> But it turns out to be her husband.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because he's like, uh, there's never enough time. And she's like, for what? And he's like...
0: Oh, the time puns.
1: Nice. Yeah. He's like, to satisfy a woman. Oh, fuck. I had a really good Van Dam the last time we did this. You get,
0: you'll get it back, man. takes a minute to get it some time. It sounds Spanish. Uh, this is where we also get our first glimpse of one of... The henchmen in this movie which can only be described as the apex of 90s henchmen the some of the best if not the best henchmen we've encountered yet. yeah this is the apex like nothing the way that they're whoever designed their wardrobe and costumes and haircuts oh my god i want to i want to meet them so bad the hair man this guy like, here. Yeah. One of them's
1: bald, but they both have mullets. Every, everybody in the future has a mullet, yeah. man. This movie just points out that something that I guess we're gonna learn soon that mullets come back in a big way. Because
0: the early 90s were like the rejection of the mullet, right? Like after 91, nobody would be caught dead with a mullet unless you're fucking white trash, right? No one's got a mullet anymore, and this movie posits that in, the, in in this movie's future, the mullet is back in fashion, not just with the criminal element, but with the police organizations as well. Everybody. So it's it's the crowning achievement. He's watching them from afar, so we know something bad's going to happen, and the two of them retire to their. Well, hang on, wait, wait. Hitchcockian palace. Uh, yeah, I called it a haunted mansion. Nice.
1: Uh, before that, at the mall, one funny thing I wanted to point out is they're having like a romantic conversation. Oh, the picture. And, well, that, yeah, they take a picture together, which comes back later, like a Polaroid. But also, Van Damme interrupts some romantic chat they're having to go stop a mugger. Of
0: course or, he I'm does. Sorry, a purse snatcher. Of course he does, because obviously we have, we have to establish that max is the fucking coolest guy in the world right? yeah the way he stops him man
1: like first of all this guy is on rollerblades because
0: it's 1994 and he's
1: the whitest like he looks like a dad that they dressed up like a teenager
0: he looks like a dad that they dressed up like Corey Haim from yeah. license to drive yeah
1: so he cuts him off with a like a sidekick to the face but he stops like an inch short
0: he goes read it
1: yeah and he reads his boot like wolverine between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh I should get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. So it's established that Max is just an all-around good guy. A good guy. So now I think we cut to the haunted mansion.
1: Yeah, so we go back to uh, the Walker family haunted mansion for some immediate hot sex.
0: So I yeah, before we get into the hot sex, which I'm really disappointed about by the way, because I there was no titty sucking.
1: I was gonna say, I mean, we didn't see it, because this is maybe a classic. We movie. we we talked about we, it.
0: We know we did it. There, yeah, we talked about it. Like, like there are, there's, there's footage of him sucking on those titties, like delightfully. But, Somewhere. But just, can we talk about the house for a second? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is going? What they just casually show that they live in this? Like, first of all, they had to blow it up. Yeah. So maybe that's a part of it. That's a big part of it. Like there was like, we need a house in Vancouver no. that there, that needs to be demolished that we can fucking blow but up.
1: It looks like it should be from like Hocus Pocus or Casper. It looks like
0: the fucking like. Norman Bates mansion it looks like a witch lives there it does (laughs) so glad you took note of that yeah so they I remember my mom like I remember my mom like watched this movie with me when I was a kid until this scene she walked out of the room Uh, good mom but she even commented on that she's like who owns a house like this but it's gotta be from her side of the family (laughs) like that's how my mom thinks she is an architect right is she yeah okay so yeah okay there you go you've explained it she designed this house or or she thought it was
1: uh, (laughs) aesthetically uh, impressive and It's like, this is the one we want. Well, this is...
0: Yeah. Well, fair enough. I didn't catch that she was an architect. I missed that part. So, that's awesome. It's a real big part of the movie. So, they're in there. And, yeah, we get to some banging. And usually Van Damme will make us wait until the halfway point of his films before he gets it on with his female lead. But they didn't even fucking uh, wait. And I remember, I think I mentioned this during our episode of Double Impact. I saw, like, an Entertainment Tonight episode... When this movie was being filmed, where the two of them talk about this love scene, oh no! And it's like the way I approach love scenes is I just want the girl to feel good, and it's just oh man, it's that, such a well that that explains all the titty sucking. Oh man, it's such a sweaty scene.
1: Also, uh, mostly shots of Van Damme's ass.
0: He Just really want everyone to see his ass. You do see her her nice breasts. Uh huh. He, I mean, he has a great ass. Let's let's not skip over that. He's got a phenomenal ass, but I you know, and uh, I think I've probably seen his ass like a dozen times.
1: I'm sure in his head that's a uh, this one's for this one's for the mamas. In the
0: house. <laughs> I'll bet he did say that. Yeah. I'll bet he said that a bunch of times on set. Yeah. I'll bet, like, he said so many times that by the end they were all just like, yeah, right, for all the money, right, it. yeah, right. You guys want to see my ass again? No. I just have to go to my trailer. I've got to do some cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he would say it. Cocaine. Uh, but, yeah, he's banging her good. They have a nice... It's it's a, it's a sensuous scene with some really cheesy music playing.
1: I, I actually, even though this is one of those movies that doesn't need to have uh
0: you know, all action movies and all R rated action movies of the day had a sexy.
1: Well, I meant, I was gonna say, like, usually that's it. And the woman, we always joke about wow, the woman is a non factor. Sometimes we didn't remember their names because they don't play a part or whatever. But they do a good job of portraying that these two are legitimately in love and they give her a little bit of, like, well, autonomy. It's not passing the Bechdel test or anything.
0: No, but one thing you notice in this movie right off the bat is unlike a lot of Van Dyke movies up to that point, this movie had actual actors hired to work in it you know right
1: yeah she's not just a fucking
0: model, model. like the, the double impact girl you know so this yeah. is uh, well I guess the girl from Bloodsport was an actress but yeah you know uh, anyway we she's de- good we digress so uh, basically he gets a phone call Matuzak calls him and says it's time to go into work they do the typical like <sighs> you're always going to work And he goes, but I have to it's my job right it's your job yeah she's you like know. just
1: don't answer it just this once I
0: have to. I have to. Yeah. I have to. I have to. Yeah. I have to. I have to. I have to.
1: The emphasis is always wrong in his sentence. Yeah. Says, I have
0: to. He gets, as, as he always does, he gets better as the movie goes, well, right. as he gets more comfortable, right? Yeah. Because at first, like, also, he's, you know, showing a little bit of range here. Like, past Max is kind of a ween, uh-huh. and we haven't met him yet, but future Max is fucking awesome. Yeah, he's hardened. Yeah, so. He's sad. Yeah, he's sad.
1: Uh, anyway. Uh, oh, uh, Melissa also has something really important that she wants to tell him but like she's like I didn't want to do it like this and he's like can you tell me later and uh, she's like yeah I guess and he puts on his cop uniform right and he goes to leave the front door and he gets bashed
0: in the mouth with a shotgun Ugh. A and shotgun. he's getting kicked around by these uh, no no I think it's three henchmen
1: yeah. Yeah, these guys beat his ass. Three
0: ridiculously it's, dressed. It's the two mullet
1: guys from before and another guy.
0: Yeah, and what I always love about Van Damme movies is whenever everyone's getting kicked in the face, it really looks like they're getting kicked in the face. Yeah,
1: well, famously, he's accidentally kicked a few people. <laughs>
0: well, the one that's, uh, that, the, 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 the litigation was over, he was completely absolved of it. Was it. cyborg? Yeah, it was the director who was responsible for that snafu. <laughs> right. But yeah, he took that guy's eye right out of his face. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Imagine getting kicked so hard, your eyeball. Comes. No. Imagine. No.
0: Okay, I'm imagining it. I didn't like it. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he's getting fucked up. He goes, who are you? And they go, you're a smart guy. Why don't you sleep on it? And then they push him down and they shoot him point blank. They fucking shoot him. Yeah. Like a couple times in the chest. So uh, as this is happening, you know, they go back inside. A few moments go by. Of course, in movies, your Kevlar vest will protect you from any bullets. Absolutely. So he's got a vest on and he looks up in the window and he sees Senator McComb with... He doesn't know who he is yet. But with his wife, and she's like, "Ah, Max, no. And then the house, as he runs into the house, it fucking blows up. It fucking explodes. In a very cool traditional explosion. Yeah, real good explosion. Very good. So,
1: uh, I I wrote this in my notes at this point, but, like, it's the thing that Melissa wanted to tell him so badly (laughs) that she recently found a lot of dynamite in the basement.
0: (laughs) You texted that to me. It's very funny. (laughs) Uh, Yes, that's, uh, I think it was probably that she was HIV positive. (laughs)
1: So funny. I have a joke for that with that that punchline. Oh, okay, it's jokes. I'll skip it. Uh yeah, so house is blown up and then we cut to Wall Street 1929. We sure do
0: or it's, as it's I like a, to call it, Seymour Street <laughs> 1994 at the Hudson's Bay the Hudson's Bay company. company. Vancouver. No, they did actually in this scene. This looks great. They really they obviously spent money and made this look like Fucking awesome. Like,
1: set dressing and
0: costume and everything? This might be the best scene in the movie. Absolutely. Set dressing, costume, the, the co- got old, a bunch of old cars, the, a great map painting, uh, like, transforming the backdrop of Vancouver into old-timey New York. Yeah,
1: and they actually uh, time-traveled an old-timey uh, Irish cop from 1929 to act in
0: this movie. That Irish cop was great.
1: He's so good. So I, we I meet... wish he had more lines. I know. So we meet uh, Atwood. Yeah, well first the cop before he even shows up somebody had jumped off the roof. So it's 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 uh, It's the Great Depression. Yeah, it's the uh what do you call it? The, the Great the, the Great Market Crash, Greek... Black Tuesday.
0: Yeah, so it's the crash, right? So this is when uh, people were jumping out. I think I read the statistic and it was actually only like 4 or 5 people who actually okay, jumped out. That sounds like No, but it all happened like so in like such quick succession that it like snowballed yeah. into like a phenomenon. I mean, it was thing. a time where
1: like the social pressure like if you were financially successful and then all of a sudden you lose, lose. everything. Yeah, you lose everything.
0: No, the way that that market crashed, it wasn't like the, the one we had in 08 where people got fucked. This one was like you lose everything overnight like one day you're a fucking millionaire the next day you're you know you're an oaky fucking looking for work in california eh? yeah you're sleeping in california or whatever (laughs) there's some internet in california (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so there's a dead body on the ground and uh uh we meet lyle atwood lyle atwood who looks just kind of like a smarmy stockbroker gets out of the gets out of his car and he's like oh
1: another one eh he, goes, he The cop says, uh, yeah, he jumped." And he's like, "Oh,
0: shit happens." So, uh, we see him going to the elevator. That uh, that lobby, I've definitely been in that lobby before. I, I
1: don't know which building that is. I think it's the Hotel it's, Vancouver. It might be. Yeah. yeah, it's like an ornate.
0: Yeah, party. and that elevator door is fucking.
1: It's kind of the cool thing about downtown Vancouver is because a lot of Art Deco style. It, it all got rebuilt with like brick and shit and bronze after the big fire of what was it, 1905
0: or something? Yeah. So, but prior to the to the modern soulless. A boom that we live in now, a lot of our buildings had a faux art deco kind of style to them. Yeah. M- kind of making it look like Chicago or or New York or sort of like a classical city in, the, in our core, yeah.
1: right? Yeah, I, I lived in an apartment in a one of the heritage apartment buildings down on like Georgia and Butte yeah. and uh, down by the water. And it was formerly a hotel built like 10 years after the big Va- So Vancouver burnt to the ground at because it was yeah. a lumber town all made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, had, it was short sighted. And had like gas street lights and shit.
0: Gassy Jack went out, farted, and just, you know.
1: Yeah. This is all for you Vancouver people. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it had like huge wide hallways and tall ceilings and like the elevator was like.
0: I, nice, uh, nice. I lived at the Lee building on Main and Broadway. So oh, nice. Same yeah, deal, yeah, right? Same deal. So, yeah, it's uh, cool. anyway, there's a lot of classical buildings here. Yeah.
1: So this guy goes up to his office. He's a stockbroker or whatever, uh, and he's sits at his desk. Everybody's all panicking. So,
0: real quick, sorry to cut yeah, you off here, uh, but this is right before we learn what year it is in the future that we're supposed to go to because he, he pulls up the USA Today
1: right yeah so he's got a USA Today everybody's panicking about the market crash and he's not like plused about it at all because he's got a fucking newspaper USA he's got Today. the almanac man yeah he's got the Biff's Sports Almanac
0: basically yeah
1: it's a newspaper from 20,
0: 2004 from, so yeah so the future of Time Cop where there's time travel is 2004 yeah
1: you gotta love a sci-fi movie that doesn't have the confidence Sh-
0: for the moon, man. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: ten
0: years from now, it's going to be a dystopian. What, what we haven't... We'll probably release it before this one. So, well, I guess now we have to. But what The Running Man is 2017, at least. Uh
1: Yeah. It, yeah,
0: so it, at least that movie gave itself a 30-year buffer. And, and an older movie. Yeah, it it, that movie gave itself a 30-year buffer. This movie is like, in 10 years, our cars are going to look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> We haven't even got there yet. Predicted, like, internet in the house and shit. Yeah.
1: Uh, We'll get there. So, yeah, he's basically comparing stocks, like, whatever, like, stocks tanked on
0: Black Tuesday. I think what he's doing is he's he's looking at the stocks that are still alive in 2004 that are still around in 29 and yeah. buying low on them so that the right. money will
1: yeah they tanked in the in the market crash but they still exist in 2004 so
0: you invest tons of money yeah. like I
1: don't know I got a good feeling about it you know yeah, yeah he's trying to convince like people on the phone to buy it even though
0: it sounds like a terrible I mean video. that's exactly what I would do if I had time travel right I would use it exclusively to build my own wealth
1: okay wait so there's like at least three things I can think of that do this exact plot so which one do you like the most for making money you got Biff doing the sports gambling right he's got the future almanac. You got this one with the stocks, and then there's an episode of American Dad where Roger has a disco album that he finds in like the 60s, yeah. So he like invents a disco. Uh,
0: I think Biff, because you can do that in small increments without tr- without getting any like uh, eyes on you. I think yeah. if you're doing it with the stocks, eventually, like, Ellie- like you're too lucky eventually Elliot Ness and the Treasury Department are gonna fucking figure out what's going on and like come down on you. The you only know? thing with gambling though is like the people that are in charge of gambling, but you don't gamble so- with sketchy people, right? Right, you go, you go, you go, you go, legit, you go, Vegas, you. You go Atlantic City. Yeah. You go where gambling's legal, and maybe you would make yourself lose sometimes. Yes, That's what I would do, man. For sure, I would lose on purpose. And I would, if I was, yeah. if I had a shitload of money, I would fuck up. I'd be like, oh, I really thought the Yankees were gonna do it this time. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't.
1: You know, give up half a bill to get like 10 within the next six months or whatever.
0: Exactly. That kind of shit. Yeah. So I think with that one you can kind of get away with it. That one also feels like the most fun. Yeah. Know? Betting on sports. Yeah. Although it would get boring I think. Although you know,
1: be, being the guy that invented disco would be pretty fun that too. That
0: would be, I guess, for seven years. Yeah. <laughs> you almost ruined Kiss. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, he's doing his thing and then he kind of all of a sudden uh, hears something and then gets this really scared look on his face and looks up and who, emerges out of a pretty cool looking ripple some pretty good good like good effects budget here i wrote
1: wrote van uh max walker t1000s into the room
0: it's pretty good i love like they obviously like loved their time travel effect in this movie because they fucking use it whenever they can yes and it looks good it's like a fucking like it looks like they're emerging from like a liquid stargate and it like ripples the world around it when it closes and it's pretty cool yeah so max walks out this
1: is where we learn what a time cop's job is
0: yeah Well, it makes sense. Yeah. Right? He's policing people who are using time travel for illegal means, right? Right. Uh, So he confronts uh, Atwood uh, with his mullet. So now this is Van Damme in full mullet mode. So his mullet's only a little bit shorter than it was in Hard Target. They probably filmed them close to each other, right? It's beautiful. He's got it combed over the top, so he's got this wall of hair in the front. Like, why this man was not cast as Gambit? is a crime. It's a tragedy. fucking crime. Anyway, so he confronts Atwood. He says he knows what's going on. And it turns out that Atwood uh, was or kind of still is his partner.
1: Yeah. He says he's going to take him in, too. Uh is it right here or after the fight that happens but basically Atwood says like he can't go back no he says it
0: before he says the people who I work eventually because he throws them up against the wall right he goes the people who I work for they'll fucking go back in time they'll kill my mother my father my fucking cat
1: yeah but he can he can never go back
0: he says right like he's
1: living in the past to set up his like Wife and kids for success, but he's not going to go back to experience it.
0: No, he's basically no, he's basically been bought. Yeah, right. So he's he's there.
1: He's doing a job for somebody, and the reward is they probably have stuff on make him. Make
0: his family rich in the future. Exactly. Yeah. So he calls in a couple of goons. Yeah. So that yeah, a couple of goons. Possibly. These goons are hilarious. Future goons again. Uh, no, these are Pascoons. goons. Are they? Yeah, because oh, the guy's right. like, I went 10 rounds with yeah. Buzzy Lewis or something like that. What
1: does <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Van Damme say? He's like, I watched Tyson beat, uh, beat up, knock out Spinks on yeah. pay-per-view. So
0: he takes the one guy out fast. Yeah, he fucking kicks out. Like uh, the other axe. guy uh, puts up a bit more of a fight. I love how he throws him in the lamp and the guy just fucking picks up the lamp and goes back at him with it. Yeah, and then Van Damme axe kicks it in half. Yeah, and then fucking splits. <laughs> yeah, he does split. The first split that we see. Uh, and yeah, he basically, well, he, he makes, short work of these goos.
1: Yeah, and then Atwood
0: busts out a future gun. A future shotgun. A future shotgun. So I guess in the future all guns are silent? Yeah. yeah, Like, they don't make a lot of noise. They seem like they're
1: like power like um launched by
0: like electricity kind of something? like railguns almost yeah i like them they're interesting they're they're goofy looking but they're cool yeah so it's a pretty cool scene he's blasting the room up he's shooting he's indiscriminately shooting into the office behind him yeah uh which is pretty cool of, i would have i would have liked to see some Ronan esque uh, civilian murder, but didn't happen <laughs> uh, Then
1: the van damme rolls over six or seven tables until, uh, would run out of
0: ammo. Yeah, and then he fucking grabs him and takes him in. Oh, so this is great. So would rather than, rather than, excuse me, facing the music, he decides to jump out the window. Yes. So Van Damme jumps after him, and as they're falling, he hits his, uh, return beacon button.
1: Yeah, man, the, the guy jumps out, Van Damme jumps after him and catches up. Yeah. Grabs him in midair as they're falling and hits his, uh,
0: what do we want to call this thing? We call it a return beacon. Time, time return beacon? Let's call it a return beacon, return, easier. return beacon? Yeah. Uh, and they uh, end up back in uh, the TEC
1: yeah they plunge through the special effects and uh, pop out in uh, TEC headquarters so right
0: before this happens uh, the Irish cop looks up at it and sees it and goes sweet mother of Mary and crosses himself (laughs) (laughs) so before we go Back to the Future, uh-huh. uh, Atwood actually does mention that he's working for Macomb, and uh, Van Damme goes, "Bush it, Bush it." But he goes, "No, you don't know. Like you're you're asleep, Max. Macomb is running everything. He's he's this is what he's doing. He's getting money so he could be president. Yeah, you know. So basically, that's the crux. That's Macomb's evil that's plan, the, right? You know, plan. So he's sending agents back in time to do things to get money for him in the future. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Van Dam basically says, "Well, fuck. Then let's let's expose his ass. Let's let's uh, let's let's do this. Because obviously he's must have recognized by this point that Macomb is the guy who did what he did, right? Yeah. So that's why he's so hostile towards him. So as soon as he hears this, he wants to do it. Uh, and uh, but obviously Atwood won't." confess he's afraid for his family yeah
1: they're having that conversation when they're back in the tc in 2004 and they're walking down the hall and he's like telling him he's got to confess and the guy's just not going to do it
0: yeah so they go to the tribunal and the tribunal yeah. so
1: you walk out of the hallway of the time travel room directly into like a fucking tribunal of judges and they well, so it's just imme- like judge dread yeah it's like judge dread they immediately are there to charge uh, sentence and execute him on the spot.
0: Well, they say because of what the egregiousness of your crimes and the fact that you're a, a, a TEC agent doing this, like you're you're sentenced to death. Yeah. So what? How they? Why don't you take us through how they execute him yes, here? Because yeah. this is one of my favorite parts of the movie. So
1: they said it's to immediate death immediately is what they say to which I wrote Jesus Christ. Uh, so the way that they execute him is it just smash cuts to it, but they immediately send him back to the moment before he warped, where he's falling out of the fucking. Building. Building, and then he smashes into an old-timey cop car
0: so good it looks crazy all one shot it's, it's a it's, dummy i think it's a dummy but it looked
1: yeah it's it full frame crushes this car <laughs>
0: and then the irish cop goes poor bastard tomorrow could have been a better day <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, like a close
0: up on his lips while he's saying it. It's great. Oh man! So we cut back to the TEC, and I think uh, uh, Max is getting debriefed by Matuzak. Matuzak. And he's trying to tell him what's going on.
1: Yeah, Matuzak's scanning. This is our first glimpse of. The quote-unquote future, the far distant future of 2004. Yeah. So, Matuzak, we meet him. He's uh, on a a satellite imaging computer looking for time disturbances. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, we got another one in 1902 LA right here, you know.
0: So, they're going through all that.
1: It's good. Good world building. Um, Max busts in the room and wants to talk to him. And uh, before he gets a chance, our old friend Spota... Uh, shows back up. With a bunch of suits. With a bunch of suits. Uh, and he introduces the, like, a new senator that's in charge of the commission or something. And Senator McComb is there too, who's now in the midst of his presidential campaign.
0: Yeah, and he's winning. Like, yeah.
1: handily. We also learn that McComb is opposed to the TEC. He thinks it's dangerous to exist at all, or he claims he's, he doesn't want it to exist at all and that they should just focus on, they should dismantle it and focus on enforcing like, non-time travel, like,
0: Cracking out anybody that's yeah banning just time banning, banning time travel in general, not not policing it, right? Yeah. Uh, we also find out here because uh, the company that builds this all it says Parker Electric or Parker Parker DataLink Parker Systems. Data Link Systems. So there's a what sounds like a throwaway line, and it's kind of like one of the one of the one of the flaws of the storytelling of this movie <laughs> is that, because this is a key, right, is that uh, Spoda says, oh, Parker Duddlings, didn't you, uh, Senator, didn't you used to have a stake in that but you bought out? Oh, you must have cost yourself billions. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah, that is important.
1: You don't need to know it because... No, nah, you
0: don't really need to know it, it, but we'll if, it to you, if you, later, if you but... care about... Plot and movies. I guess it's important. It's so, nice that it's in there. Yeah, yeah. laying the groundwork. Uh, so he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really care. He's basically just kind of. He does. He does have a moment with Walker because obviously he's. You know he obviously knows who Walker is already, uh, and he's been made aware of what happened with Atwood. Yeah. So he's upset about that, and they have a standoff moment there. So
1: that's why I wrote. Walk, uh, so first McComb ins- they're going to take a tour in the launch room Matuzak and McComb and everybody and McComb insists that uh, Agent Walker come along as well yeah and they wrote Walker immediately shows all of his cards to McComb right like he's like yeah I know who did it
0: I recognize you from my wife I yeah. know everything like yeah I'm coming after you yeah it's pretty great right well that's Van <laughs> fuck it man he wants to fuck shit up <laughs> yeah. uh, so they take him on a little tour uh, yeah I was like oh, McComb obviously knows Max is onto him <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's explained... We, we also get the important uh, information here that it's explained that past versions of uh, of people cannot... So, like, if I go to the past, I can't touch past Nathan because there'll be an antimatter, like, disruption.
1: Yes, same matter cannot occupy the same space Which at is, the same time.
0: What are the cool things that this movie gives to the that's, zeitgeist of time travel? It's kind
1: of a fun... Like, it is. Uh, what do you call it?
0: Uh, time travel rule.
1: No, what's that term? Like, the... The Trope? gun or whatever? Like, the...
0: Oh, uh a Deus no. No no no. Uh fuck. What I, I can
1: never remember these when we're like it when we're hanging out, but now when we're cool. Well that's great. Right? Why don't we move uh, on then?
0: So unless we want to sit here and hear you go,
1: uh che- Chekhov's gun. I got it. Chekhov's gun. It's like a, a writing rule that like you can't introduce if you introduce an item Look,
0: Commander Chekhov was looking for the nuclear vessels.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, the gun in reference is a starship. Uh, no, it's like you can't... If you introduce a weapon in the beginning, it has to get used by somebody later. Right, right? of course. Like you can yeah. just put it in there and then not use it. No, so this I is understand. a fun like ticking clock yeah. on this two people touching each other thing we're going to see at some point in the future.
0: Uh, but in yeah. the past, in the future. Basically, the crux of this is that uh, McCall wants to shut... Uh, the TEC down for his own selfish purposes. Uh, and he's uh, both of the, him and Max are onto each other.
1: Yeah. So now I think. wait, wait did you catch when Macomb shows up and they're going to give him the tour? Matusek's going to give him the tour. That one of the other, like, time cops goes to a dart board and it's got, like, a yeah. Macomb McC- for uh, president poster on it with darts all in it. He, like, turns it around real quick.
0: Yeah. And I like how Macomb sees it and kind of smirks. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, because I, I don't know. I like it when a bad guy is really evil. Uh, so now I think we, get, we cut to Macomb on the campaign. Trip. Well,
1: first we see the craziest future car, uh, maybe of all time.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about the cars for a second. Ha, gotta. I mean, I want to get into the cars. They,
1: they look a little bit like Shuttlecraft Lego. from TNG. They look like,
0: like pieces of Lego, Like dude.
1: Lego sets of TNG Shuttlecraft? Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, 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 there was such a strange, like idea back in the 90s that everything in the future was going to be like boxy. We
1: really thought vehicles were going to change a lot. A lot more than they have.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing though, we haven't got there yet, but uh, there are some, some some good calls. But we, we see McComb in his ridiculous limo. Yeah. with his aides
1: outside of the Vancouver bus
0: terminal aka the steps of the capitol building that's right and uh, he's uh, he's there with his aide Lewis and Lewis has given him a rundown of the most recent poll numbers uh, he only seems to be mentioning polls within Washington D.C. even though I believe Macomb is running for president of the United States Yeah, but he's like you're losing in city center or something like that and McComb just pushes his face against the, the door of the limo and breaks his nose he
1: breaks his nose he goes
0: Lewis, I love you, but don't ever fucking talk to me like that again or something yeah. like that. And he's eating eat honey roasted peanuts, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah, this little bowl.
1: And then Macomb gives the most ominous... Uh, Chilling. Chillingly accurate prediction of future politics. He says, uh, you don't need... Polls don't matter. Elections are won on TV. You don't need polls and you don't need the press. What you need is money. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that... Uh, That was almost always the case up until the first Obama election, because I think McCain outspent him. And traditionally, I think it was like the Vegas odds were against Obama, even though the polls were for him, but never had a president who'd spent less money on his campaign won since like, you know, the 20s or something.
1: But... Up until then you still had to kinda of be a career politician.
0: For you know, sure. Or have some kind of And of it was the case the next time and a couple and like recently as well, but like that was the atypical one. But traditionally, he's correct. It's it's not TV, it's not the polls, it's how much money do you have to cram your message down people's throats? Right.
1: Well, but like that's why it's such a crazy prediction, because like that idea was out there and money obviously influenced it, right? Your chances. But this is the time of like is this right around like Ross Perot? You know, this is, this inserting is, himself in the exactly. This money? is ex- this
0: is right. This is this is after the Clinton election and uh, after the first Clinton election, where Ross Perot essentially fucking like torpedoed any chance the, the Republicans might have had at uh, winning again by splitting the right. You know? yeah. and he, What did he get? Like, like 15% or something crazy. It was ridiculous. The most successful like independent yeah. candidate in, in like, like a long time. hundred years. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, even better than the Canadian Action Party. <laughs> Remember them? Vaguely. <Exactly. laughs> they were into yoga flying. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> the best is when you go to vote and you see all those weird parties that you didn't know existed like the, like the Marxist-Leninist party and I, shit like that. I love that.
1: reading it and trying to if they're extremely left wing or
0: extremely right wing. It's so weird because like, um, like the, the People's Party or whatever. Like, well, that's super. That's super right wing. Uh, the worst, the best was uh, the Marijuana Party, and um, everyone thought that that was because they were advocating the legalization of pot. Everyone thought that oh, naturally they're going to be super left wing. This is obviously only in Canada, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there weren't. They were super right wing in a lot of ways, like anti-immigration, like like pro, like anti-gun control. Like, really weird shit. That's so bizarre. Yeah. It's important
1: to look up your politician's platforms, guys. Yeah,
0: even if it has a cool name, even if it's the Jedi Party... We all know about their advocating uh, child molestations.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're advocating shielding. Uh...
0: Did you ever see that uh, Chappelle show where uh, uh, Chappelle is Sam Jackson at the press conference and they're like, "What do you, what, do, like, what about the uh, the, the reports that uh, masters are molesting their padawans?" And he was like, "Well, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell." Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, Chappelle show. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he pushes them against them, and for the rest of the movie, Lewis is terrified of him. Yeah. Anytime he like moves to him, he cowers, which I thought was kind of a nice touch. Yeah, he really betas that. But game. yeah, it's a great speech, and you know he does hammer it home, and he's basically saying, "No, I need more money. I need more money. Like, how much is it going to cost for these new TV spots?" And he goes, $50 Yeah. You know, so obviously in the, the economics of 2004, it costs a. L- <laughs> you have to pay more than a Super Bowl ad to get your presidential campaign ads on TV.
1: <laughs> uh. Yeah, so after that scene in the limo, we cut back to the TEC. Uh, Walker and Matuzek are talking. This is where. We finally tells them what's going Walker on. Walker tells them that Atwood named. Macomb, right? That he's yeah. he's basically getting him to go back and do like black op jobs in the
0: past to fund his presidential campaign. And he gives them the old Captain off, like this yeah. is too big for you, Max. Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing, right? This
1: is where I started to spec that I thought
0: uh, Matuzak was going to be like in on it because he's so dismissive. Well, also him and Macomb, like you said, they gave them they gave each other that look earlier. Yeah, and I th- well I think that's a it's a deep fake, it's right? A red herring. Yeah, they're just trying they're trying to and he even says like I'm not dirty because we also forgot to mention Atwood exposed like half the TEC as being on the tape.
1: yeah they're like McComb's already bought like half the department or something
0: yeah so Matuzek says I haven't been bought and he goes you know when I say that you're supposed to say I know that yeah and he goes I know that I know that <laughs> I know that uh, so he goes home sad
1: yeah uh, I think like, he's Matuzek invites him over for dinner and he says no and he's like well, we don't, oh, we he, don't
0: gives to a real, he gives up the cliche like Lorraine would love to see it yeah exactly you know, or Marjorie whatever the fuck her name is. And then
1: he's like, if you're not going to come to my home, at least go to yours. So Walker hops in his Mars Rover and uh, <laughs> puts it on autopilot. Oh, but straight up, predicting
0: the future is self-driving cars.
1: Self-driving cars. He goes, um and then even more, he gets inside his house and he's got like a Google Home. Yeah. It tells him he has six pieces of electronic mail. What? <laughs> yeah. I saw a little, little readout. <laughs>
0: Email? No, I, I love it. I remember thinking that was so fucking cool when I was a kid. No, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I was like, whoa, the internet, the future. <laughs>
1: um, so then he starts drinking on his couch and he pops in a video.
0: Of, I love this cliche, man. Of the late Melissa. Nothing is better. They do like, this, this lethal weapon. They do it in minority reports. Minority reports. Like, they, yeah, they do it. They, like whenever the the hero, the, the grizzly out hero who's lost a loved one is home alone for the first time the fucking horns play and the booze comes out and the videotape goes in man yeah and he's like repeating the lines <laughs> oh he's it so they do time. that in minority report as well yeah oh fucking Spielberg must have been like super drunk one night with Lucas and they watched time cop and he was like oh I'm gonna steal this scene and no one will know <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, just a side note on that. Not a healthy way to deal with your feelings, everybody. No. Don't go on your ex-girlfriend's uh, Instagram or, you know.
0: Don't don't watch uh, videotapes of your dead wife and, and speak along with the narration. It's yeah. not going to help you heal faster. <laughs> you have to let time heal all of If you think a time cop would be more aware of that, but, you know, it's just falling back into the old traps there. You know,
1: it's easier to you know you don't always take your own advice you know
0: no no. um
1: so he passes out on the couch and i don't know if you caught this there's a news report on the tv after the video is over and it goes like this uh, the, the newscaster saying the white supremacist party qualified for more government funding uh, for their campaign finance
0: holy shit this movie does see the future <laughs> yeah because like the people's party of Canada got like yeah. official party status right like, they're talking about some bill that exists in
1: this future where like all candidates have to qualify for like equal equal funding or something like that, which is a kind of a cool idea. I kind
0: of like that idea, you yeah. know, like a, a true level playing field to get your message across. Kind of how I think it is in in the UK. It's like that. No. There's, like a, there's like a no. Like in a the UK, they have half. to get no. In the UK, it's not it's not funding. They have to get equal time. Mm-hmm. Two candidates on television and debates and stuff like that. So they can't freeze people out of debates. That's right. why Lord Buckethead oh, yeah. uh, got so much time. And I got to say, man, Lord Buckethead's ideas were super good and progressive. I know. I think I might vote for him I, if I was there. I, I can't wait till we find out what actor that was. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure it's... Doing a fucking... I'm pretty sure it's...
0: Baron Cohen. It's Stephen Merchant. That's my theory. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because he was big and tall, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Google Lord Buckethead if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's rena- it's remarkable.
1: Yeah. Also, uh, check out the music of Buckethead.
0: Don't. It's not good. <laughs> Even when he was in Guns N' Roses, it wasn't good.
1: I just listened to a song I never heard. He did a, a one-off with uh, Surge Tank. Well, I mean, him. he's
0: good at guitar, but it's yeah. not my style.
1: The Surge Tank one is good. It's got like a... Like a Nash, Surge the down.
0: Slash is good at guitar. I don't want to listen to his music.
1: No. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine line between being a talented guitar player and being a good guitar player. And I'm
0: just player. saying that because they both look... I feel like Buckethead ripped off NASA Slash.
1: Well, Buckethead toured with Guns N' Roses for a while.
0: I, I, that's, I, I just said that. Yeah. You need to start listening to me. What were you Reason. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> politics, am I right? Am I But right? yeah, so he gets violently woken up. Yeah, he... Because McComb sends some goons. Yeah, McComb sends a goon over. A guy's got
1: like a future taser type gun. No, we got one
0: uh i guess al young wasn't available <laughs> so we got another like really uh we got a generic asian martial arts bad guy with knives and we got uh this got this one weird looking guy with like glasses who appears again later yeah. kind of looks like the pimp in crocodile dundee <laughs> uh so they go after him big time uh he takes out they're about to shoot him in the face and he wakes up just in time
1: to like dodge out of the way and get in a fight with him later. so
0: he, he briefly disables glasses guy quickly first and then he gets into a pretty terribly choreographed knife fight with... uh, It's hilarious. This guy's going at him from all angles and he's literally... With two knives. And he's just holding one up in front of his face and like rocking it back and forth to block every single... Barely moving. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, But eventually, it does get a little better by the end. He starts getting sliced up a bit. Uh, He does uh, fuck the guy up. Gets him into a good... hold and then the other guy is going to taste him. So he turns around to make sure that it's the other guy gets tased first. Yeah. And then uh, what, while this is happening, Van Damme had one of those water dispensers in his house for yeah, some reason. I was going to say, yeah, I guess in the future, like, well, we had one. Jugged water delivery still... You know, I don't, uh, I'm going to back that I, up. I, I had one growing I'm up. we going to back that up because those were a big trend in the 90s. So they're just carrying that forward, right? Yeah. we had one for a long time. I'm just saying it's nice that that business succeeded into the future, you know. Well, the water guy, you can't put him in a business. Yeah. He's a porn character right uh he replaced the pizza delivery man a great alternative to the pizza delivery guy <laughs> exactly way less, way more classy less greasy one right yeah. uh so uh the water gets knocked over and it fills the floor with water just as the goon is reloading his taser so he's going to shoot it on the floor to electrocute van damme but what he doesn't know about van damme is that van damme is the most flexible man in the history of action stars <laughs> yeah and in one of the most Badass, dope moments. Yeah, so the in guy, action movie history. The, the guy's gonna tase him, goes,
1: because uh, he sees he's in the water. 50,000 volts, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, have a nice day. And he fires it, and Van Dam launches himself off the kitchen floor and splits across his kitchen countertop. <sighs> And it's I guess rid- this guy didn't realize he was also standing in the water because
0: it electrocutes him. Oh, it's well, it flows towards them, right? And it's fucking great. It's ridiculous. Like this guy, he's in tidy whiteies. Yeah, that's the best. Part. Like this guy is ridiculous. It's so cool. It's such a great money shot. Uh, it, it, like I think at this, like if you're not into the movie at this point, now you are. Uh, so I guess someone has called the cops and. Uh, For some reason, uh, Internal Affairs shows up. uh, Fielding. Yeah, it's like a coincidence of timing, I guess. Played by TV's Gloria Rubin. So, what is she from on TV? Uh, She looks really familiar. Okay, I can't remember. Note this down so we can uh, look it up later. I can't remember if it's Chicago Hope or ER. It's one of the two.
1: Definitely sounds right.
0: It's one of the two for sure. she also uh, bears a striking resemblance to Radon Chong. Yes. So that's who I thought this was when I was young. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, because she was in Commando and yeah, 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 whatever, There's right? she's an action star. Yeah, yeah. so she uh, identifies herself as Fielding from IA. It's very sort of strange that she shows up before the Beat Cops to, mm-hmm. to do this, but whatever. It's also strange how the Beat
1: Cops show up and immediately identify her, the black woman, as a suspect.
0: That's not strange. <laughs> I think again another another subtly realistic yet terrifying uh, moment that a likely very liberal film director inserted into his uh, maybe even subconsciously maybe <laughs> yeah maybe just got to show them her ID I'm a cop whoa whoa, a cop. whoa 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 Jesus guys Jesus I didn't even think about that man holy fuck yeah good God Oof, man Tom Cobb fucking progressive I thought of that because
1: when Van Damme didn't hurt the um, uh, purse snatcher in the beginning I was like yeah he's super white so he doesn't beat his ass right away <laughs> if that and, was a
0: I, if that was a Hispanic or black man he would have kicked him in the face yeah 100% yeah microaggression man planted, you know. a, planted a knife on him uh, <laughs> I think this is the first hint of diversity that we get in this film
1: yeah and the second woman in the movie but I do second
0: think, of two I do think a black female partner cop is pretty cool though for 1994
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah i liked her as the casting It could have been anything
0: so now we get into real cliche cop movie mode where we cut to uh van damme i mean i noticed that we've barely called him max or walker yeah he's just van damme
1: yeah it's one of those like shorts yeah Harry like Arnie.
0: yeah so van damme's back at the office and matuzak is uh, doing the whole i don't care if she's IA, uh, you know she's gonna work with you and he's basically saying because he was Abbott's partner they have to make sure he's not dirty, so she's gonna follow him around for a while. Right, and uh, gonna go on him with a on a mission. Grizzly Grizzly caught Max Walker. Don't take kindly to know IA following him around. Exactly, but because it's a movie, he's got to do it, and uh,
1: he's got to get signed a mission right away here. And,
0: well, no, they're basically like they're covertly gonna look into Macomb, right? Yeah. So they're gonna go back to ninety four to where they've. Oh no! So they go to the tech guy first, okay.
1: right? They're yeah, they're. Uh, but uh, Walker is going to go on whatever mission it is. Yeah, to go check in on Macomb or whatever's going on there. And Fielding's going to go with him. And they head to the launch room. No, before they head but to the tech first, lab. Yeah, they start to go to the tech lab. <laughs> uh, before we can do anything else with that plot, bam! You get some big 80s titties in your face. 90s. 90s titties in your face. Yeah. So They're similar titties.
0: I met that <laughs>
1: Yo, What? Yeah. You, you met VR sex goggle? Uh, She's woman? a
0: local actress and she was a dancer and my dad is also a dancer, the professor. The professor? Yeah, big time. Wow. High-level jazz and hip-hop dancer. Black belt and
1: jazz dancer? He danced with her. He danced with her? Yeah.
0: That's hilarious, dude. Yeah. She actually, like, she's got that, like, the tooth the tooth thing that, like, mine kind of that overlays. Oh, she's got, like, a brown stain right there. Oh, no. But they edited that out for uh, Time cost. Right. And, and that's burning. That's good trivia. And that's burning into my memory because uh, as a child, after my dad told me that, that that was her, and then I saw her after, I had a hard time. Like, looking at her, I would just blush.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: But yeah, interesting, right? <laughs> I've
1: seen your titties and bush. They're very
0: fake. <laughs> they're very Looking at them now, they're not nearly as cool as they were, I thought they were in 1994. No. But whatever, you know? No judgment. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I thought, i had for, completely forgotten that until I saw her again in this movie, and then it all came rushing back. To me.
1: This scene is hilarious, though, because yeah. you have no idea. You don't see it coming at all. No, you don't know what's going on. It's just a sexy it's woman... First-person perspective. ...coming towards you, uh, the, the viewer, right? Yeah. And it's then... like undoing his pants or something. And then a uh, smash sure. cut back to the tech lab with Matusik ripping the VR goggles off this guy. What's his name in
0: Charlie, or...?
1: Oh... Uh, yeah. yeah. It's something because he calls it something for short i think like, they ricky
0: yeah ricky yeah, yeah ricky. So is it too it's much richard.
1: to call, ask to call me richard yeah yeah i feel like
0: eric stoltz wasn't available <laughs> yeah. because he looks exactly yeah. like him yeah he's got Eric yeah, just stoltz just, just picture eric stoltz yeah. in pulp fiction or killing zoe or any of his early 90s grunge like style movies and this is what this guy looks like and he's obviously Obviously, I complete and total perv because he's got like weird fucking naked picture pasties all over his uh, tech booth.
1: I think Matuzek's like, uh, uh, damn it, Ricky, if I catch you, uh, what does he say? Fucking that machine if I one more time. Catch, catch you fucking that machine one more time, I'm going to break your neck. <laughs> and then Van Dam's like, I don't know, it looks like safe sex to me.
0: <sighs> That's awesome.
1: So yeah. So anyway, they're going to the, the planners, they go look for Macomb and whatever he's up to in, in 1994. And the techie guy looks on the computer and he's like, hey, well, what do you know? There's a We got a time disturbance in, right here in Washington 1994. So uh, the plan is to load up uh, Walker and Fielding
0: mm-hmm. and send them back to investigate what the
1: fuck's going on there. What kind, this is, what kind of time crime
0: is happening? This is a great – nice. Yeah. This is a great scene. Uh, yeah. It's the first time that we see uh, – the time machine in full action yes which is ridiculous it's insane uh and we also get a, a whole kind of like little, little little peek in how badass uh van damme's character it's is this cold movie. as ice right so
1: they we, we learn that the time watching process is a harrowing uh experience
0: yeah. uh the the they're they walk by these two guys and, and one of them goes doesn't she look like oh, the what twins
1: oh I can't write, I didn't write it down oh fuck yeah I, was, I meant to
0: but look she looks up. like the something twins and she's like who are they and, and you're like well those are the guys who uh, scrape you off the wall if you don't make it through the jump yeah and she's like who are the such and such twins and he shows her two black marks on the the time wall and he's like those and she goes, "There's a wall there. There wasn't one in the simulation." And he goes, "Simulation? Like you've never done this?" And she's like, "No." Yeah, it's her first. It's actual, her first actual jump, actual launch. So they uh, they get into a little car. So the way this works is, it's a little car that kind of like goes down a ramp. It's like a rocket sled. It's like a. It's kind of like Back to the Future style. Like it's got to hit a certain velocity, yeah, and then it like blasts through where before it hits the wall, kind just, of thing. Just before it hits the wall. there's this big kind of like Stargate looking fucking apparatus where uh, before the wall. Yeah. So it looks really cool, and so they got launched down. Don't ask us. Don't try to think about why they enter in exit in a car but come out without one?
1: Okay, that was my question. Don't worry about where it. Where the fuck does the car go?
0: Well, where does Optimus Prime's trailer go when he transforms, Good right? point. Like, it doesn't matter. Hammerspace, who fucking cares? Yeah. So, they, they blast... Right before they blast through, she's freaking out. She's like, well, what do you normally?" do? He goes, try to swallow your tongue. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's freaking out and they go, look at Max, cool as a cucumber. Yeah. He's just sitting there, casual looking. Puts his gum in his ears. Yeah. What does he say? He's like, you have to like pinch him to make sure he's alive yeah I just love that it's just sitting there like monotone face and uh, what does Buddy say like is there gonna be a blast from the past <laughs> yeah. that's a great tw- trailer moment right there yeah uh, I think we should edit that in not here but like we should take that clip. yeah we'll use that one and uh, so they obviously set him down they fucking blast through it's a really good looking scene like it doesn't look cheap like yeah. it looks cool Fielding's freaking out yeah and their, their faces are just contorting and 2001-ing all over the place you know yeah. And uh, they actually do uh, successfully jump and they... They bust through and they crash land in the Potomac. In the Potomac. Thank you. Uh, I was going to say the Washington River. But no, it's <laughs> the D.C. River. It's the Potomac. Yeah. I'll bet it's disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's, no. That's got to be right up there with the Thames, man. Yeah, no doubt. Oh. So uh, they get out. Uh, she says something. They yeah, she have a little bonding moment. Right. Well, they're going towards their destination. Yeah, she's like,
1: I, I'm turning 16 today.
0: Yeah. You know, no, I'm confirming. Uh, supposed to go on a date with Bobby Morgan, but I blew him off or something like that, right? Yeah. And so they have a little chat and they end up at Parker McComb Industries. Uh, data Link data Systems. Data Link Systems. So this is, so if you go back to earlier on, we mentioned that McComb was part of that but he got bought out right so what McComa's plan is now to get the money he finally needs to win the election is he's going to not make that deal he's going to stay a part of that company and then take credit for the advances that this company made for building the time the technology to facilitate time travel yeah it's basically. A, they
1: make a microchip that like i think makes time travel it's part of the time travel what well, it makes it
0: like what they could do with it, and it just it makes all their different. Yeah. Basically, it's their everything, right? It's like it's like their Microsoft Windows, basically. Yeah, it's like going yeah. back in
1: time and buying Google when it was a startup or something.
0: Google. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen the Hot Tub Time Machine movies? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Google.
1: <laughs> so um, exactly yeah. Exactly yeah. So uh, I think because they're going to go in here and and you know break the case wide open, figure out what Macomb is up to. So yeah. this feels like a good place to. Uh, pause and take a little intermission.
0: Do some uh, self-reflection.
1: Do some self-reflection. I'm going to go watch a video of me and my ex-girlfriend uh, talking about the house we're going to build. I got it all memorized.
0: I'm going to watch a video of my son that was abducted at the swimming pool right before he was abducted. Good call. And, and then speak along with those lines.
1: Yeah, we're not going to talk to each other about our feelings. No. It's not, it's not the way men do it. No, go away. Yeah. Go. Goodbye.
0: You now I'm in office, it's gonna be like the 80s again. Top 10% will get richer, the other 90% can emigrate to Mexico where they can live a better life. Hey, everybody, we're
1: back. Nathan, how was your
0: intermission? Oh, I didn't actually do that weird shit I was talking about. We just sat here and talked about how we we're gonna finish off the, the podcast.
1: Yeah, I wanted to do it, but you know, fuck
0: it, right? Well, you don't have your VCR here anyway, Yeah, you?
1: that was the big problem.
0: You know, you usually, usually cart that around with you. I've been, so.
1: I've been putting off converting them to, like, DVD.
0: And Look, dude, I can show you in 15 minutes. It's super easy. Anyway.
1: That sounds so tedious. So now we're at
0: Parker McComb Cybernetics or whatever the fuck, Cyberdine <laughs> Systems. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, Walker and uh, Fielding are waiting outside to see what happens here. Uh, Young McComb and Parker are having... I guess the same conversation that they always had in this timeline where uh, Parker is like I don't like you I don't want you to work with us anymore and he's buying them out I'm going to buy you out and here's the money and McComb's about to accept it but right before that happens we got a nice little ripple and future McComb and his goo squad emerge yeah they uh, they, they bust out of the time
1: hyperspace and it's really <laughs> time funny time
0: hyperspace I don't, I
1: don't <laughs> know hyperspace they don't give it a name so <laughs> the time force uh this is hilarious i love how 2004 macomb is like Abusive, abusive to uh, nineteen ninety four Macomb.
0: I also love how seamless the technology looked of them being in the same shot together. There was no uh, ghosting or matting. Or no, anything pretty like good. That. It was really good. They yeah. like cross each other. Yeah. and stuff. seamless. Yeah. Very good, right? Very way better than Double Impact. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So you just see like a hard line down the center of the screen. So obviously, uh, Buddy is losing it, and he's like, "Oh my god, it worked," kind of thing, right?
1: <laughs> but I like how young Macomb immediately accepts time travel.
0: Well. Because he's heard about it already, right? He knows why he's going to that committee Uh, meeting, right? yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Uh, And he laughed about it. That's what he said. Committee had a good laugh right so he's kind of like processing also I think you'd be in shock too man yeah oh of course yeah I mean not I mean because we've watched all these movies I think I'd just roll with it <laughs> yeah but if I didn't I'd be in shock but yeah so he's immediately abusive to him he calls him a bitch basically he's got such a pussy you know yeah I don't just, remember being such a pussy he says this isn't happening I'm not uh, I'm not letting you buy me out right yeah and uh, I think he just executes him
1: uh, yeah McComb's th- to old McComb the young, young McComb is like yeah you don't do this deal like this is here's what we're going to do you're going to keep this company and it's going to make you billions to be president and he gives him an envelope right he's like just read this not
0: quite yet that's a bit later
1: is that later yeah but yeah he does immediately shoot parker in the face or in the
0: forehead good headshot man yeah solid spray yeah solid spray yeah that one one shocked me i like a good spray after a good headshot that was a good one you know
1: yeah and i think right about this time uh walker who went in first is up on a bout like a railing, a catwalk. Yeah. And he yells, freeze, and he's got a gun on the mall. Yeah. And, uh, McCombs, uh, you know a little surprise to see him oh Agent Walker
0: he arrogantly is like Agent Walker how do you expect to keep that gun train on us and get down here and that's when Fielding pops in and puts the gun to his head Right? yeah so Fielding sneaks in and puts
1: a gun to this him, is funny because
0: it's this like far shot of the catwalk and then everyone else down on the, the floor and there's a ladder and Van Damme it's clearly him right runs up to it and does a really slick like slide down yeah like
1: all one shot he does like a jacket uh, uh, slide
0: Erica shakes her hand and goes he looks so proud of himself <laughs> yeah, <he's> definitely <laughs> Did. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, he gets off the ladder. He's got this big fucking grin on his face, right?
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, like, what take. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and what's
1: what's so he, he says a well, few things. Well, it's important to mention that he made Macomb toss him his, like, time.
0: Yeah, he does make the cone which makes no sense if, uh, what's her name was, uh... Well, anyway, we'll get there. Yeah. So, uh, he does that, but when it, uh, it turns out that, uh, Fielding is on the take.
1: Yeah, she turns the gun on, uh, Walker.
0: Yeah, so now he's fucked, and they're gonna take him and kill him. Uh, and of course, Walker is just such a, or Venom such a badass. He gets to drop on these guys, and uh, bedlam ensues.
1: Yeah, he manages to break free and cause a, a you know, pandemonium
0: to ensue. And this everybody is actually was running around this facility. This is actually a pretty big action scene, but uh, there's a lot going on here. He takes bullshit. out, he takes out a couple of guys pretty quickly. Uh, he, he has a bit of a fight with with Walker. The big highlight is because there's all these big servers everywhere. There's all this coolant everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, which of course, you know, having seen terminal there too, your young mind just Automatically knows it's liquid nitrogen. Mm-hmm. So at one point, one of these liquid nitrogen tubes explodes and freezes half of a guy's arm, and Van Damme kicks it off. <laughs> yeah, it <and> shatters. <laughs> it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that's the big highlight of this fight. But this fight's amazing. Like there's fucking flamm- red flammable barrels everywhere. It's a video game fight, right? Like it's, definitely. It's this is this this is one of those movies that gave birth to the first person shooter as we know it. You know, yeah. like this type of thing, and it's ridiculous. One of the cool, really cool parts is uh, Young Macomb is going for a gun at one and Van Dam back like heel kicks him in the face and gives him a cut and then you cut to future McComb and you see the scar it's immediately, immediately form on his face yeah. so I really I really like that some good time travel bullshit yeah that was right some there. really cool stuff uh, in that scene uh, he gets to do a bit of a fight with uh, Fielding she's like he's like I don't want to hit a woman and she's like too bad for you and he goes after she kicks his ass, he goes, but I will. And, like, catches her leg and just fucking cranks her. <laughs> yeah. So she goes down and out. Uh, and I can't remember what leads to this, but McComb is going to kill her? Uh, yeah. Or he does shoot her, but why? He shoots her. I, I
1: feel like Van Damme's, like, uh, Walker is like, out of commission for some reason. He's, like, fighting some other guy. And this is also where... Future Macomb gives the envelope
0: right. past Macomb. He goes, just follow all the instructions in this envelope.
1: Yeah, and I think Fielding says something about coming back or whatever, and Macomb future Macomb's like, Yeah, you're not coming back with us. Right. So like, what are you talking
0: about? And then he shoots yeah, her. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. He blasts her in the chest like three times. Yeah, it's pretty pretty brutal, pretty vicious. Good squibs. Yeah. Uh so she's down and out, and then uh, you know, he basically says, like, don't come back, Walker, you're dead already, right? Yeah. So well,
1: he- Walker and Macomb meet at the at the button, they get to the time pad yeah. at the same time. Uh oh that that was what you talked about already. Yeah. That's where the kick in the face happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it basically the only people left standing. Future Macomb tells past Macomb to get out of here. Uh, future Macomb says whatever he says there to Walker, and he pieces out. He's got this time button back.
0: And then Walker finally pieces out too. Yeah, and then he, he zaps himself out of there too. They do the time warp again. So <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I love that. Uh, so they go. So Walker gets back to the future, and it's a very uh, uh, drastically the the ripples have caused big. We forgot to mention the ripples that they mentioned. Yeah, they're Ripples, so that's caused big changes. So now, when you look at the, the company that builds all the tech, it's Macomb, uh, Data Link. Link. Why can't I? Remember?
1: Why can't you remember? I don't know. It's so simple, Macomb Datalink systems incorporated.
0: <laughs> of course, it's so uh, easy. and in this reality, him and Matuzak are not good friends,
1: yeah. So, this is where he busts back in the 2004 he pops out of the pod, yeah,
0: and they're already like dismantling, yeah. It. The TEC is being shut down. He goes, Oh, good, you made it back. I thought you were gonna get stuck there because Macomb's richer now, yeah. So he's, you know, basically going to take over and everyone's kind of resigned to it. Uh, him and Matuzak are not good friends.
1: Yeah. This is where I wrote, this is where the time shit gets real confusing.
0: Yeah. Like this is where you get your paradoxes. Right. So, uh, now, uh, Ricky is Richard and is not a sex pervert. Yeah. Instead of looking like, uh, instead of looking like, uh, Eric Stoltz, it looks like Warren Zevin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with the ponytail going yeah, on and the yeah. big cornroom glasses. So, uh, everything's just a little different. Uh, they also like, uh, um, um, Max says something to Matuszak about
1: Fielding, and he doesn't know who that is.
0: Yeah, right? he's like, I don't know who that is. And he tries to prove it to her, but somehow he does, right? Oh yeah, because he had the time signatures on the uh, on the return. Yeah, it proved that there was a second person or something. Yeah, they... and he finally convinces them to give him a chance because yeah. he hates Macomb too.
1: Right, he's like, he tells him Macomb's up to all this shit or yeah. whatever, and he's like, oh, and you say you and I are friends, and he basically like. Talks with who's that going to be I like this
0: banter that they have here it is fun have, yeah. him, and, uh, him and Bruce McGill actually had good chemistry in I this totally movie agree. they really really did they really looked like they actually got along really well yeah which is kind of rare because a lot of times in man, Nan movies like you know a lot of the like more serious actors you could kind of tell that they were trying to be serious. Yes. You know, but in this one, you can tell Bruce McGill is just like... So having a good time. Enjoying what type of a movie he's in and is just like, yeah, let's do Time Cop. Yeah, it's a fun character yeah, too, to be in. So a, he actually lets uh, lets uh, Max talk him into going back one last time. Yeah, he could, so he
1: drops all the... What happened just now in 94 yeah. to Mat- Matuzak and he's basically like, they're shutting this place down. Just, I know it's off. It's, it's, it's against the rules. Launch me one more time. I got to fix this shit, right? And he manages through like you know saying stuff to let him know that he does they were friends in the other timeline or whatever he manages to talk him into like kind of breaking protocol and doing one last getting away with one last launch to send him back to 94 again they also the the nerd guy like verifies on the computer his story is correct because he sees a a ripple in maryland in 94 or something i think that is where he also dropped that uh how like how is matuzic doing this because he has the original prototype from that, like, German scientist
0: that was yeah. never destroyed. I feel like there. this movie was bigger and a lot of it got left on the cutting room floor, right? Like, yeah. Like, there's characters, like, like Richie, for example, looks like his character had a bigger arc before. I, agree. I think there was more scenes with Matuzak and Max, like... With Price Spoda as well. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, for sure him and also Melissa, who we haven't seen since the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> Barely remember by the time we get right through her. So, uh, he does convince him and, uh, they, they managed to take out a couple of... That's actually a pretty cool scene where he beats up the soldiers. The, guarding the guards, him. yeah. Yeah, uh, just headbutts that one guy. Yeah. Uh, but of course, it's kind of sad. As he's getting sent back, they do blow Matuzak away. Yeah, Matuzak has to do the launch
1: himself because it's not like a one-man job. Matuzak. To, to, yeah. <laughs> and uh, while he's hitting the final button to launch it back, guards bust in and shoot Matuzak.
0: So now he's got to save him too. Yeah. Uh, so his whole thing is he has to get back there to take her blood to prove this whole thing, right?
1: Okay. Is and, that what it is? Yeah kind Of lost that, yeah. So, it's not what it turns out to be, but that's that's the uh,
0: no, that's what he's originally well, that's, that's the, yeah, that's the premise. So he, he gets so this all happens fairly quickly. So he's back in uh 1994 Vancouver, I mean, uh, Washington DC, <laughs> and uh, he goes to the hospital. Hang on, he pops out in front of a big Mac truck in the trailer moment, the trailer moment, which is super cool. I would encourage you to just Google that or YouTube that scene because it's actually awesome.
1: Yeah, he ducks under it a looks, fucking Mac truck. On to this the day,
0: that's a complicated special effects shot, yeah, it is and bad. to this day, it looks fantastic and you can tell they spent a fortune on it yeah because it doesn't look in the least bit green screen
1: that's like one of the really nice things about this movie and you said it already but like it's i mean it didn't have a huge budget it had a budget to be able.
0: it to... had a, that's the thing is it had a budget and other than van damme none of the other actors are probably getting paid very much money and i that's guarantee right. you he wasn't making any more than two or two to three million bucks a picture at this point sure. right
1: but what i like about it is with that budget they like it's also made with care like they they the shots that they needed, the big shots. They I have the a little time. bit. I have a
0: little bit more to talk about that and and uh, what we learned. What we learned. So okay. uh, Sweet. yeah, but it, it And it's also like as a fan of Van Damme movies up to this point, and I loved them up to this point. I knew even then that they were a little more low rent than Ernie and yeah, Sly, that's right? Part of the part of the package. And this was the first one where I felt okay. Hey everybody. Hello.
1: We're back. Um, In a manner of speaking. You might have noticed a little pause there. We experienced some what are known in the biz as technical difficulties. That's
0: industry jargon.
1: Yeah. Uh, Look it up. Uh, And in a shocking swing of irony, uh, it is now four weeks later from the last time you heard us. That's right. Much like our hero, uh,
0: Max Walker, we have leapt through time. uh, and We also went to the Time Cop Academy and are now certified Time Cops like Max Walker. Yeah,
1: when we screwed up the last recording, we realized we had to figure out how to get back to finish it.
0: Yeah. And so we went to time. We won't bore you with the miraculous details of how Chris and I (laughs) both stopped the Kennedy assassination and then (laughs) later that day allowed him to be assassinated again. You, (laughs) yeah. But it was really cool. Our the time the
1: Kennedy assassination you guys were thinking it was a different one than what well, pre- existed in our timeline previous to four weeks ago.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so, yeah, you know, various things happened, uh, fair, you know, political factors, mm-hmm. um, you mm-hmm. know. Pu- Politics. Gotta, it's gotta all watch politics.
0: For, for politics.
1: But at the end of the day, we ran out of recording space it was probably yeah. the biggest factor. Yeah. And that's uh why all that happened. Yeah. So. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know so, soldier on ahead and finish jump right back into this ultra complicated science fiction masterpiece. We thought
0: we owed it to you, the listener. Yeah. The one listener to uh, finish this this motion picture, this this epic timeless masterpiece. It is timeless. It is timeless. <laughs> So where were we? Where are we? Where did we leave off well, here? I think
1: last last we left, Max Walker, uh, Matuzek had died, right, and Max right. Walker appeared in the middle of a highway in front of a Mack truck and did the splits under it, which I believe the general consensus on the podcast. He didn't do the
0: splits. He just slightly okay, out flat. Okay, yeah. But the general consensus on the podcast between the two of us was that it was cool. So that was the trailer moment. So when I was a kid, and I can't remember what movie I went to see. Maybe it was Jurassic Park. Maybe it was something. Something in the. Before this movie came out, naturally, uh, there was just a teaser and like, you know, the screen just fades into this highway and Van Damme pops out of the, of the ripple. I it's, love that it's effect. It's the
1: beginning of the trailer, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And then he just lies flat and the truck rolls over him. And it looks really, really good. Like it looks And you're, you're 13 years old and you're like, I need to see that. I was younger than that. Were yeah, you? Yeah. Well, yeah. When was, did this come out? 1994. So I was probably 11, 10 oh, or 11. That, that checks out. Yeah. So uh, it was very cool. Very awesome trailer moment. The special effects still hold up to this day, actually. So, well done, uh, Peter Hyams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the reason that he has come back, of course, is to prove that um, fielding... Excuse me. That was disgusting. That fielding <laughs> exists. So, he needs to get her blood and well, take isn't it... not he
1: also going to stop... Uh, fucking Macomb or whatever's gonna happen
0: I don't think that's his goal at this point I think he's just going to do this or I don't know but we see uh, his wife whose name I keep forgetting I didn't want to look it up because I think it's funny that I forgot it oh shit
1: yeah because she disappears for the whole movie we had it before
0: Uh, (laughs) Mia Sara is the actress yeah um, Elaine? Teresa? Oh, Melissa. Melissa. Yeah. Okay. It's Melissa. Yeah, so... Or Teresa. Yeah, sure. So we see we actually see Melissa, like, getting into the car, her car conveniently, um, and then he goes into the hospital. He actually goes and talks to, to Fielding while she's in bed or convalescent. Yeah,
1: yeah. He looks her up in a phone book, I think, or something. No, so He the, looks at the hospital and then finds out about yeah. Jane Doe that was shot. Yeah. So that was after the incident at the... Ice and Fire Factory.
0: Right, earlier on, right, where she betrayed, where she shows herself to be a traitor. Part and of then, her
1: Macomb Data Link Systems. Yeah, that's Still right. got it,
0: baby. Still got it. And then she gets shot by Macomb. So um, it might sound like we're reminding ourselves of these events because we are. And that's because <laughs> that's what we're doing. Uh, so he goes to the hospital, he talks to her, uh, he says he's going to go get a vial of her blood. This is actually a really funny scene because he's and- like, dressed as a future cop yeah dressed as a future cop like sneaking his way S- to steal blood yeah to steal blood <laughs> no one stops him no one stops him well again this is pre 9-11 man I mean the world was a different place yeah you could steal blood all day yeah you could just walk right into a uh, blood clinic and just walk out with gallons oh, of blood god
1: I had so much blood in like I just 2000
0: doped, I just doped myself up with blood yeah. a lot I don't really know what that is I just heard it itself it? up. Huh? No blood doping. Yeah, you're like I want to
1: be like. I want to be. I want to like win Lance
0: the Armstrong. I want to win the Tour de France, so I'm going to get as much blood as I can. <laughs> I think you use your own blood with that, though.
1: Like how you can't. You literally, in reality, can't get much closer to being a vampire than fucking improving your blood and getting blood donations from healthier people. But that's not what he did. It's, okay, I think I, it's, No, that's right. I he could, sucked. He, right. <laughs> you mean he killed He's, he stalked younger athletes in the night <laughs> used a syringe to suck blood out of their jugular
0: well that's a whole new dimension I thought blood doping was is you you take you extract your own blood and then before like, reoxygenate the race you pump it back into you to, to give you more oxygen or something yeah you like, like that.
1: reoxygenate it and then put it back into you that's still
0: really gross it's, yeah it's weird yeah, as hell it's super weird as hell is that why it took them, it's it took them so long bikes racing bikes, race, bikes, 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 bikes co- racing bikes are co racing. Is a terrible sport. It's a huge sham, You know? Didn't they, when that was all said and done, wasn't it like the seventh place guy in each Tour de France who ended up getting like the championship? I think it
1: was further down.
0: Because everybody was doing it, right? Yeah.
1: Lance Armstrong himself said if you want to find a clean guy in the Tour de France, you're
0: going to have to go like more than halfway down the list. Which like, when he said it, he sounded like he was saying that to like get to, like, to, ex- justify to explain away his, for sure, his cheating, but he's got, he's got some problems. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Well, we'll always have that cameo in Dodgeball. True. Uh, so he steals the blood with minimal effort, but when he goes back to.
1: Well, sh- he notices something else when he's stealing the blood that is very interesting. Right.
0: Because she just came up, she because she just left the hospital.
1: Melissa, right. yeah. So he There's finds, only one
0: hospital in Time Cop.
1: Yeah, it's DC Hospital. DC General. DC Central Hospital. That's yeah. uh, Israel.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: He notices a vial of Melissa's blood and he reads the results. And much to surprise, he learns her shocking secret: she's HIV positive.
0: <laughs> That's what she wanted to tell him at the beginning.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think we made that joke before. I'm not 100 sure. Uh, yeah. Reality is she's
0: pregnant. Huh? Yeah. Well, which which is debatably worse. <laughs> the, the the worst virus of all. Oh God! Children. The worst STD. The one that costs you the one that costs you hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you get no satisfaction out of it. Yeah, done. (laughs) I know my parents didn't. (laughs) Uh, So... He goes back to... Yeah, you're right about that. He goes back to Fielding's room, but oh, she's dead. Yeah. It's the old syringe still sticking out of the... IV. IV drip.
1: Yeah. Trick. The the, must, the, the mullet goons killed him. Yeah, very he, tropey. While he
0: was fucking indulging his blood loss. So, of course, there's a uh, hilarious moment of uh, the nurse walking in and seeing him standing there with the syringe. No, I, it wasn't me. Uh, and then he uh, he runs away. Now, you... Jackie Chan's his way out there. Yeah, window. so I'm glad that... I watched this again because I think I didn't really like, or I was kind of like tired and drunk by the time we got to this part. But I don't think I gave it the credence that you wanted to. This is a truly spectacular stunt. It really is. Great. Whoever the stunt man was here, holy I don't shit. think it's him on no, second viewing. No, it's definitely not Sorry, him. Sorry, excuse me, fourth viewing. Yeah, or fifth. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah The War of the Stuntman is fully Jackie Chan's his way out of the hospital window over a railing and like down to yeah, the yeah he curb. jumps
0: out of the window onto like a ladder and then when he grabs onto the ladder it's he's too heavy so it yanks the top of the fire escape down and right. he like slides down onto like a giant bin and yeah. <laughs> runs across it to safety yeah no, it's fucking cool it's very fucking cool uh, that guy wasn't as satisfied with himself as Van Damme was when he did that uh,
1: ladder slide
0: in the no Macomb. because that guy's getting paid like a fraction of what Van Damme is for this movie. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I think at that point um, he goes back to the mall. We went to the mall, City Square slash City City Square baby, uh, and he. It's just so funny, like how big they make, how big the perspective makes it look in this movie, because it's yeah. not a very big mall at all. No, we
1: talked about that before. It's tiny.
0: It's like two tiny levels. Yeah. And it all happens in that one concourse, every scene that they shot. It's so good. Uh, he he encounters the um, super 90s rollerblading bandit again <laughs> the rollerblade mugger. Yeah and he goes, whatever you're going to do, don't do it. No he goes, this is for what you're going to do. Oh yeah, he tosses <laughs> them into the chips. Yeah, jeez. Uh, then he he sneaks up on Melissa. yeah, as if, as if she hasn't had enough creepy Belgian men creeping up you know sneaking up on her in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But why don't you take us through this part?
1: Uh, oh, he just uh, he covers her eyes from behind, and like uh, I forget what he says to her, but he's like basically like, you got to trust me or something. She spins around. She's shocked at first. She's like, "You're not him. You're not my husband." Even though he looks exactly the same but with longer hair. Yeah. And uh, basically, yeah, she or he tells her that he's from the future. That that job that he took that he's talking about before he left was for time time travel. For
0: time police. Yeah,
1: I'm a time cop.
0: Um, so, uh. Well, at the same time as this is happening, uh, he basically tells, he tells, he, we, we see Mullet guy, right? And, he, and they notice, they notice oh, him, so he, they run. It's
1: important to say, that he basically tells Melissa, like, hey, you gotta go, you don't tell past me anything, you gotta take him back to the house. And don't let him leave. Don't let him leave, yeah. you gotta keep him upstairs, right? Like, something's gonna happen, whatever. Uh, then uh, he kisses her, and now she can tell it's for sure him by how sloppy and wet his kisses are. But they
0: hid from mullet guy though, like he was. Yeah, the,
1: they run through yeah. the like back corridors of the fucking uh, the mall. Which that whatever. mall doesn't have. Um, we do, we, <laughs> which that mall does not have. Yeah. We get a brief shot here of young Macomb, young Senator Macomb, yeah. at like a DC
0: office, saying that uh, he's got a message or something. So the secretary runs up to him and says, uh, "Mr. Macomb, you have a message from the Senate Committee or something like that. You have to be at this address." And he goes, hey, Gloria, you ever been in the president's limo? And she goes, no. And he goes, send you a picture. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, this guy. That's how
1: you make a real monster. Like, he has to go out of his way to set up, like, a wicked burn.
0: Yeah, just to be, just just to, like, denigrate. (laughs) He didn't
1: have to say anything. No,
0: just to denigrate this person. Uh, uh, Now we're back at the Walker haunted mansion. Yeah, the the Spencer mansion.
1: (laughs) Um, So future Walker, like past Walker and Melissa are upstairs. Uh, Melissa comes downstairs.
0: Well, things start happening like they did at the beginning. The phone rings. He answers it. She goes, don't go. He goes, I have to.
1: Yeah, and she delays
0: him this, this time. time she, yeah, she tells him she's 10. pregnant. She's pregnant. Well, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just hugs her. Gives her a nice side. Well, there's, as we've been told by, uh, I can't remember if it's Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock because I'm racist, but there's, a, there's only two things you can say. Oh, it's Chris Rock. There's like two things you can say when they're pregnant, it's, oh, oh, my God, I'm so happy. Oh, my God, we're going to have a baby. Yes, it's the best thing in the world. I'm so happy. Or, well, what you want to do. <laughs> so it's one of those two things. You can't be like, oh, cool. wow. Yeah. Pregnant. Wow. Oh. Okay. Yeah, don't do that. Wow. No, then you're fucked. Then you're sleeping on the couch for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> um so whether she has
1: the baby or not melissa at this point goes downstairs it's nighttime it's raining
0: yeah it's just like and the beginning right
1: future walker is now down there so she has a little aside with him to get the setup of like yeah you can't let him come down here like some stuff's gonna happen i also love that she asks him like am i dead in the future and he's <laughs> of course yeah he's like uh no. what no of no course no not. Uh, let's talk about something else what did you have for dinner <laughs>
0: <laughs> what no no no, Oh no. Where'd you get that idea? What? What? Yeah, uh, I mean, she obviously figured it out. Yeah. It's like, that's why you're back here. That's why this is all happening, right? <laughs> like, she's, a, she's a sharp cookie, you know? Just here to hang out. You know, her ex-boyfriend in high school was Ferris Bueller, and she had to put up with a lot of bullshit with him. <laughs> so she knows how to deal with Max here.
1: Shenanigans. Yeah. Um, so she goes back upstairs. Future Walker walks out the front door where originally he had gotten jumped by these mullet goons and their future guns. But this time he's ready. Yeah. And he stops the guy swinging his
0: shotgun at him and he fucks him up. Yeah, he beats him around a little bit. He separates them here, right? Who the fuck are you? Friend of the family. Friend of the family. Yeah, they, he separates them here and then shit kind of starts out. And we get kind of the whole final action moment.
1: Yeah, he bails uh, over a railing he, like he can't fight all of them. Um, one guy goes upstairs after pass walker, uh, and he beats up that guy, throws one out a window, uh, I believe happens. There. I think, uh, Melissa, because Melissa, Melissa bails to the yeah. attic and then out the window onto the roof and they both get trapped out. Yeah, there. Yeah. Eventually they both end up out there. Um, yeah, she, they get pass walker goes, no, a goon chases her and then pass
0: walker chases the goon. And they're they're scuffling. Yeah, pretty good fight. I do like how when he how he takes the guy's hand and smashes it out the window and then slams it down on the, 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 the glass. On the glass. Yeah, yeah. That was a good well. one.
1: Um, Melissa at some point like falls off the roof and like slides down and like walkers down there. And he catches her and they're both like dangling well, she's hanging on the like, eaves trough.
0: She, they're hanging off of the the drain or what do you call it? Eaves trough. Eaves trough. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, just trough. <laughs> um, it's kind of trough. And she takes the gun out of. Uh, past Walker's holster and shoots the guy in the dick before he... Yeah, she sure got... Like, four times. Yeah. Yeah. Just that, and grabs it right up into his and dick. And Chris, that won't be the last time a man gets shot in the dick in this movie.
1: No, thank God. You know? This no. is a good movie, so the dick count, shot count is so,
0: high. So, this scene was sort of, like, kind of oddly long, but, like, there's this whole sequence where, like, Future Walker is stalking the other one of the other henchmen, one of their mullet henchmen through, like, the property. Yeah. And then he, like you know, does the whole shoots shoots uh, uh, a piece of hanging laundry and there's no one there and then Future Walker's behind him and he fucking dead to rights is this motherfucker. Yeah, grabs a shotgun from him and blasts him. Does him. a cool like flip around with a shotgun and blasts him in the dick with it.
1: I also wrote uh, before that scene Future Walker notices that his stupid wife left the clean
0: laundry out in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have I told her? Uh, so uh, we get uh, we get uh, like, he he confronts the other guy they brawl throughout the house yeah and now we see macomb but, but then yeah then we
1: get the surprise that macomb's got right as he finishes spin kicking a guy uh, uh which macomb,
0: is macomb is there which we noticed while we were just watching the end of this that it's synced up with the lightning which is pretty cool
1: yeah he spin kicks <laughs> him and it's like yeah flashes lightning. it's very as, cool as he makes contact so <laughs> yeah future macomb's got he's there he's got melissa at gunpoint. so
0: now i know we don't like to do this that much anymore but can we just cut in macomb's line here oh yeah please like with the with the Broadway. Broadway. Okay, Harry. Just listen to this. You are at a disadvantage in this from the beginning. You see, I'm an ambitious, Harvard educated visionary who deserves to be the most powerful man in the world and you, you, you're a fucking idiot. Never figured out that the only way to make
1: anything of himself with all that fancy kicking is on Broadway. Thanks for clearing that up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, why does he say it like that? Like, yeah. I think he's got the cue cards. He's really made a choice. Yeah, it was very strange. I, I would say it's because he's blasted on cocaine, would be my guess. I think Ron Silver is, like, throughout the entirety of this movie, him and Van Damme have been <laughs> Some doing his, cocaine and giving each other notes.
1: For sure. Some yeah. of his lines seem improvised, much like Van Damme sometimes do. And, like, he calls somebody a fucking idiot, like, four times. Or a fucking
0: moron, you, or, yeah. like, yeah. They really, like, went and wanted him to play, like, like be your worst self. Like be the biggest prick you can. I possibly really imagine. think
1: he's super successful as a villain in this movie. He really is, and I wanted to see more. I really don't
0: like this guy, and I wanted to lose. Yeah, but like you don't yeah. like Macomb, like either version of him. Like the young Macomb is a sniveling, opportunistic little shit. And future McComb is a fucking... What
1: happens when that
0: guy gets... Predatory. Gets what he wants, you know? It's really analogous to uh, what we just had to go through for four years, you know? (laughs) Yeah. We
1: talked about that before. We did, yeah. There's some disturbing,
0: future, accurate future predictions in this movie. So McComb takes them upstairs. Uh... You know he's basically saying oh, he,
1: that, shows like, him, he shows him the C four. C four.
0: He's gonna blow up the house, kill all of them. But then that's just gonna. But it won't matter because his plan will have gone into play, and he'll become the president anyway. Yeah. Which I don't get because like you're still yours still dying. That's what I'm saying. He's still gotta die. Like that's pretty. That's pretty altruistic of you. Yeah, right? exactly. Like that you're just setting up your another version of yourself. But whatever. Don't think too much into it. Yeah. He also explains he's not gonna kill. He doesn't care about killing future Walker. He needs to
1: kill past Walker right because then uh, well doesn't one guy said like where's where's
0: the other oh, person yeah. of him
1: yeah so he goes where's where's that where's pass walker or whatever he says and he's like he's dead we well, like,
0: he we forgot to say got shot when he was on the roof but he's
1: wearing oh a, yeah sorry
0: yeah laying out on the lawn well, right as now. we know he's wearing a bulletproof vest exactly um
1: so yeah the uh, macomb asks one of his goons like where is he, he says he's dead macomb future macomb's like uh uh no he's not dead you moron it, uh, didn't you see Back to the Future? <laughs> this, this picture I have here, he would be fading away. He's still he's, there. He's still got both of his hands. <laughs> but no, it's because Future Walker is still standing there. Obviously, the past one isn't actually. Yeah, yet. so. Uh, while so he goes, the one goon goes out to find Past Walker. Or no, Passwalker pops his head in yeah. the
0: window. Blows one of the goons away. Blows one of
1: the goons away. The other goon, the big goon, the, the, yeah, he
0: takes, the king of the mullets. He, yeah, mullet king takes Future, Future Walker and just ragdolls his head into this pipe, which like cr- bends in half yeah. and, and knocks him out briefly, and right? Just beats the shit
1: out of him out on the lawn.
0: Yeah, then takes Passwalker outside and just like brutalizes him. Yeah. Uh,
1: before the, uh, Future Walker then grabs a gun... And you goes out to save Passwalker, and you guessed it, gun in hand, he beats him to death with it, and then snaps his neck. Yeah, be,
0: beats him into a pulp, <laughs> then snaps his neck. It just you look like it looks like he's just gonna go up behind him and fucking blow him away. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't. I wonder if that was also a personal Van Damme choice. Yeah. So, Not better. I, I don't. I don't shoot people. I don't shoot. Yeah. Only as last resort. Uh, so that's the end of the henchman. But you know, McComb still thinks he's got the upper hand. Time's ticking down. There's only a minute left. Uh, and then on the quote unquote C4 yeah right (laughs) the the thermal detonator that they're using it's like a metal tube Uh, out of nowhere Pass McComb shows up
1: yeah I think Future McComb gives some kind of speech about like I'm a future thinking genius and you're just a fucking idiot yeah and then uh, Pass McComb comes walking in all aloof wondering what he's supposed to be doing there yeah and uh he's it like, was what he you? called me. No, Future Walker's like, what are you doing here, you fucking idiot?
0: No, no, totally someone else a fucking idiot again. Yeah.
1: Or a You're moron, moron, maybe. Yeah. You're fucking idiot. And he's like, What do you mean you told me to come here? You left a message with the secretary's office. And he's like, I don't leave you any message. And as it turns out, oh. uh, this is Future Walker's plan. He wanted to get him here because as we learned, our ticking clock is about to expire. If two people from different times, the same person, Touches each other. Occupy the same matter. Same matter. Something bad happens. And something bad happens here. Uh, I can't remember how it plays out. I think he gives, like, Melissa the signal to, like, kick him in the balls or something. Yeah. And then he shoves past Macomb into Future Macomb and they
0: touch. So his hands... So uh, Future Macomb's hand, like, morphs right through past Macomb. And they do this horrible scream. And they, like, melt together into this disgusting homunculus. Ball of, like, veins and blood. Like, bubbles. It's, It's... a cheap, like,
1: CG effect of the time, but it looks fucking gruesome, you know? Oh, I love it. Like, it really looks like fluids. It leaves a big stain on the floor, too, which I thought was a nice touch.
0: <laughs> I, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, uh... That's, past, that's basically it. Well, no, so, yeah. before, right, so, past Walker only has a few seconds our future walker has a few seconds to, to get Melissa and drag the body uh, she's been shot too yeah she's been shot right we so, learned this is where we learned our lesson that future guns fucking suck
1: ass yeah unless you got point no, blank no one's been killed by one yet well the guy, uh, McComb, the guy McComb shot in the head point blank okay yeah
0: yeah Yeah. it's gotta be real clean otherwise you're gonna walk away from it yeah otherwise you're just getting killed by the environment Via Van Damme's kicks, you know, <laughs> either through liquid nitrogen or exploding barrel. Right. Uh, so he drags them out. The house explodes anyway. Leaves he, them on the lawn. He, I'm sure they'll be fine. Yeah. He goes back <laughs> to the future. Yeah. Her with her gunshot wound. Yeah. Yeah. He goes back to the future, uh, you know, comes out of the, uh, the car for some reason. I guess. <laughs> the future car. The future car. Uh, but is there. He's like, hey, where you been, Max? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah. You know, He doesn't great. know
1: anything about any Macomb shit. Uh, Richie
0: is back to being
1: a pervert. Right, which is great which news. Which is great news. He's living his best life. Uh, uh, the blue wall says Parker Daddling. Yeah, systems Parker Daddling systems. No Macomb anymore. And, uh,
0: he even says something about Macomb. He goes, He's everyone like, knows Senator Macomb left his uh, left his office to go to a meeting and was never seen again. It's really? like, yeah, everybody knows that. They teach it to kids in school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh, this movie. I love, when, I love movies, these types of action movies, and like... When they exist in a bubble where there's, like, the hospital and the courthouse and, like, the judge and, like, the force. I'm not asking questions. No, it's great. Keep it small. Don't make the world too big. Yeah. But anyway, uh, everything's
1: right with the world again. He uh, gets back to... uh, He he, he goes back
0: home. meets kids he has no memories of. Yeah, he's horrified to meet his wiener son. Oh, my God. (laughs) Could they have not cast, like, a... Tougher kid to be Van Damme. (laughs) Yeah. I'm really sorry if that That was his son. That kid's
1: not learning karate, I'll tell you. Oh, man.
0: No. He's learning ballet instead. And then,
1: uh, you know, we, the audience, are left to not think too hard about what conversations need to happen between him and Melissa and how much he does or does not remember of the past 10 years where he was apparently there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's Time Cop.
1: And that's Time Cop, baby. It's excellent. Movie with the best name ever and uh, one of the best Van Damme movies ever.
0: Definitely. Definitely still, like... You know, 26 years later, 27 years later, it's still a very watchable movie. It still holds up quite well. Even though some of it's super cheesy, it for a Van Damme film, it never feels cheap. It never feels like a B-movie. No,
1: it's, it's, so in a, it's
0: in a sweet spot. It's in a sweet spot. So, yeah. check it out. Um, I had to download it. I couldn't find it on any platform. Same, so, unfortunately, you might have to buy it or uh, acquire it through other I means see. Uh, to see it. But it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, I give it... Five vials of stolen blood out of five. (laughs) I'm gonna give it five digital blinking cylinders of C4 out of five. Interesting choice. (laughs) All right, uh, we're gonna be back with RTSBS, so stay tuned, bitches. Fuck you. I went 10
1: rounds with John L. Sullivan himself. (laughs) I saw Tyson beat Spinks on TV. Hey, everybody, we're back with our TSBS. We're going to each read our favorite, not necessarily good or bad, reviews from terrible review website Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Yes, and we t- and we take so much time and care in selecting the best out of the thousands and thousands of ads. I think that we maybe spent a full two minutes on it. before. over... Thousands.
1: Well, see, Nathan, the thing about Rotten Tomatoes just is... Just to
0: pick the best ones for you... You know.
1: don't have to look far
0: to find a ridiculous no. review on this no.
1: website, Like
0: this. kind of the point. Like this one from September 10th of 2016 by James F., who I can only assume was James Franco, Ooh. fresh after sexually assaulting a young woman. Oh, God. <laughs> he said... He writes... He's riding high. I, He's hopping on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. And he just saw... He just He just saw Time Cop with her because he wanted to watch a movie from the year she was born. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and he writes, "I wish I could go back in time and tell my past self to skip it." <laughs> oh, burn! Did he give it half a star? Uh, he gave it one and a
1: half. One and a half. Yeah. Fuck you, James Rick Yeah,
0: the worst. <laughs>
1: Bitch. Uh, well, on the opposite end of that spectrum, I have one here from September fifteenth, two thousand twelve, by Jason C. It's Jason Connor, John Connor's cousin, who is. I'm like John Connor, a big fan of time travel.
0: Right. Uh,
1: and he says, only an idiot doesn't like John Claude Van Damme movies. Agreed. I agree.
0: Yeah. Five stars. Perfect. <laughs> all right, this is from. Uh, oh, no, these are my favorites, man. These are my favorites. Is this is the ones. <clears> yeah, these are the ones when I, when someone just takes to their keyboard to just let it all out there. So this is this is from October sixth of two thousand thirteen, David M. Well, nice. perhaps better known today for his David M. I don't know. David. David Mustaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: David Yeah. People won't know it's me if I say David. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, perhaps better known today for his ads for Coors, Jean-Claude Van Damme actually had a string of semi-successful movies in the 80s and 90s. Well, fuck? thanks, David, for that educational seminar, you fucking asshole. One of these movies... It, <laughs> one of those movies is this, which, if memory serves even provided the template for a short-lived TV series. In this, JCVD works as an agent for a top secret government agency which has been set up to regulate time travel, supposedly discovered in 1994 with him working out (laughs) Working out of the then-futuristic 2004, of course, as is de rigueur for this type of movie. He has a tragedy in his past, which by the end of the film has been righted, as well as the villains defeated and the day saved. This is no Terminator or Back to the Future, but maybe worth watching if you're in the mood for a bit of a bargain basement sci-fi action. Two stars. First of all, David. (laughs) De rigueur? Like... First of all, Megadeth has like two great albums. Seriously? Go fuck yourself in the face. Yes, for real. Like, I can't, like, wow. Wow. Also
1: better known for his Coors ads. What are you
0: talking about? Everybody knows who Jean-Claude Van Damme is. I I, I don't, like, my mom knows who Jean-Claude Van Damme
1: is. Even more impressive, young people know who Jean-Claude Van Damme
0: is. Yeah, and they probably know about him from his cheesy 80s and 90s action movies, not like the ads, which I can only assume were aired for no longer than a year.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that is, yeah. I actually don't remember those. Well, we don't...
0: Drink that stuff here.
1: Well that didn't mean that it doesn't stop me from taking in advertising, but yeah, fair.
0: I do remember he was in like the Mac versus PC ads for a lot. Like, so, or a World of Warcraft ad where he like played where he like made his own avatar. I mean
1: that sounds like something you do.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know these coors ads of which you speak, David M. I think you made them up.
1: Yeah. Alright, well that was very helpful. Yeah. Uh we're gonna go and we're gonna be back again.
0: Well I actually did learn something, so stay tuned. Ooh. Bye. Never interrupt me when I'm talking to myself. All right, we are back with what we learned. Uh, Chris, did you happen to learn anything?
1: I learned something from you. From me? Yeah what was that even a broken clock is right twice a day yeah Uh, I learned when I got here today not the last time we recorded I thought we talked about
0: this oh no because I said I was saving it oh right that's right yeah
1: but yeah apparently uh, your good buddy's dad built all the cool future sci-fi bullshit in this
0: movie yeah so uh, Sam McMaster is his name you can IMDB him if you don't believe me Uh, he's I did because I doubted very hilarious man he's very like typically like Com- comically like one of those dads who always pretends to be angry when he's not you know what I mean <laughs> right. and he was really funny growing up and like we'd be watching movies and he'd f- criticize like the door frames and the set design and like <laughs> that's not how you build a door that's that that door probably doesn't even close properly that sounds fun yeah and yeah he. and when we were kids two of the big movies he worked on that came out when we were like in elementary school were Jumanji and Time Cop and we got to see I didn't get to see the Time Cop set, I got to see the Jumanji one uh, but he's, we had a, a case you got to see and he took all a bunch of he took a bunch of cool pictures on one of those disposable cameras and he brought them back to yeah. school and showed us all and nice. picture of the time machine being half built and that kind of thing very cool stuff um, and I already told you that I met the naked lady
1: yeah we learned that yeah really that awesome. was crazy
0: uh, what I learned today by something that shocked me. Is that there is a, a sequel to this movie, which I was not aware of. I did not find this out in my research the first time I was my, making my it. My socks are on the floor. Uh, time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision. Oh, wow. A straight-to-DVD film uh, starring Jason Scott Lee of... Of um, course, that makes sense. Dragon, the Bruce Lee story it's fame. Double-dried Dragon. Is he in
1: that?
0: No, that's uh, Mark Dacaskus. Oh, yeah. And uh, Thomas Ian Griffith, who you would know as Terry Silver in Karate Kid part three. Oh yeah uh, I would if I had to hazard a guess I'd say it's a uh, uh, not a good film <laughs> <laughs> that feels safe yeah I've never heard of it um, I, I, I'm not saying it uh, I, I think it's probably unlikely that it has a cult following
1: yeah I feel like I would have caught wind of that by now yeah um, anyway, that's it for us.
0: Thanks, uh, thanks for listening. This has kind of been a weird. Uh, this is a weird episode, so we we apologize for it, if it seems clunky. We really didn't mean to run out of space. The good news is um, that we are upgrading very very soon. Uh, the equipment is here.
1: This potentially might be the last this, episode yeah. release with our old setup. We're gonna have proper microphones. Proper in.
0: microphones, a proper setup. We're gonna have yeah it's gonna It's yeah. gonna be balloons and uh, big huge balloons strippers no it's gonna be a lot better uh we i know we've talked about this for a long time but it's actually happening now uh-huh. uh we're gonna be changing the name of this podcast it's not but gonna be the handsome boys anymore it
1: will pick up on the same feed that you already are on so yeah. if you haven't subscribed this is the time for me to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast yeah. feed please so subscribe. you don't so you don't lose us in the transition in the move uh, and then please follow us on Instagram. I'm going to change that when we change our name as well. At Handsome Boys Pod right now, uh, and send me messages there. That's a good place to reach us. I will. We will do. I work. actually got, We will
0: do your movie. I got reached out to by a listener uh, today actually, uh, Mister Mister Shaw. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our good So follow uh, at oh fuck what is Don't this? just promote him and his brilliant art. This is this is our it's, thing. It's a business, you know. Yeah, I'm actually he, he can he help
0: us and we could help him. John know? Shaw
1: Paintings, I believe, is uh his primary Yeah, do you want to have your primary.
0: mind blown by the coolest tie fighter you've ever seen? Yeah.
1: He, he paints a good mix of cool sci-fi shit, commission pieces and like scenes of like alleys in Vancouver and stuff
0: yeah, yeah. stuff that he sees but so. he's,
1: he's gonna eventually listen to this he's currently going through our whole catalog yeah
0: so. hi John hi John uh so that's so it's really I, I love it when people reach out to me and just even if they just tell me they're listening even if it's uh I've even heard someone say it sounds rough and I still yeah appreciated being reached out to at this point we'll take any we'll feedback. take any feedback so <laughs> please but you know what I have a feeling that in the future we're gonna be getting a lot more of that when we uh When we take the next step. So that's right. Thanks for listening again. Thank you to Erica. Couldn't do it without you. Um, You make this all sound so much better than it does now. Yeah. And we appreciate that. That trend is continuing. That trend is going to continue. It's going to continue. Going. Uh, We're also going to be trying out some other shit too. It's not just going to be a podcast. So heroin, PCP, horse tranquilizers. We're going to see
1: where that takes us. Yeah.
0: Anyway, uh, enjoy your day or whatever it is you're doing.
1: Enjoy really. We don't say it enough. Enjoy your day.
0: Enjoy your day. Go fuck yourselves. Bye. Remember having bigger balls.